This week in league, to the surprise of no one, we find Blakely on the end of a Polynesian dick. Step aside, Ottoman. There's a new favourite mascot in town. Matt Lodge be thy name. The West Tigers reveal themselves to be a den of prejudice. And we preview all of the action for round nine of the 2014 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 153 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. So, <laughs> what a week it was. I can't even get a straight <laughs> Can't even get a straight face. <laughs> Look at your little face. I just, just know. I just, this, this week, I, it's, it's, just, it's fucking special, but we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> now we put um the we had a week off last week from the uh, the of the week teams, and we solicited Twilation, the listeners, for their ideas about you know some potential uh, you know of the week team themes that we could do. And I sort of joked at the time and said we could, we could get 20, 20 suggestions and just fucking <laughs> let them ride for the rest of the year. Pretty much fucking did get close to twenty suggestions, <laughs> but uh, yeah, some, some of them were some of them were stupid and, and like yeah, it's just hey, so, hey, just so stupid. What do you got to bag our listeners for? I'm not naming names, but oh, some of them were just. But so still, stu- they're all our listeners. Why do you have to say some of them are stupid? Yeah, well, they say they're stupid. Their ideas are stupid. You're not a stupid person. You're a very smart person and attractive too, listener. But sometimes you say stupid things or tweet stupid things to us. It's the thing that's stupid, not you. I value you. And so does Glenn, even if he starts calling you a fuckhead or ham hocks or whatever else he likes to throw down on you. <laughs> Did you just call Jono attractive? Gee, you're drawing a long bow there. I think you, <laughs> you're not in a position to speak about attraction this week, okay? <laughs> I think you've done enough. <laughs> I've been busy. Former underscore legend uh, suggested, I'd like to hear um, Rocks and Diamonds teams. Jeez. I think that's a that is a a, a very um, who'd be fullback for the rocks and diamonds. Molson needs more rocks than the rocks. Fuck, and rocks he's, and he's, he's just a big. But bottom. remember, he did he, he did some occasional good things. Yeah, very occasionally. Okay, I, I wouldn't go so far as Dugan being rocks and diamonds, Wing. would you? But he's kind of a bit like that. that of, no, you couldn't put Dugan in there. No. Fuck, but he's a bit rock sometimes when he's got a ball and he's. Dick or whatever, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Marty puts him in the tampon all stars, not the rocks and diamonds all stars. The beast is on both wings, really. I mean, he's, <laughs> he he's, takes up both spots. When I hear rocks and diamonds, he's the first name picked. Yeah. Bar none. Bar none. There's probably other wingers out there that are. <laughs> Bo Ryan's probably a good yeah. contender for the other wing, to be honest. Uh, but we don't, want to, we don't want to go through all of them. You know, no, no. I, I would like to. Sl- that I, was a good suggestion, though. Let's run with that one for this week, though. I think it's a it's a it's a fertile playing field for for uh, ideas. So I'd like to hear everyone. It is uh, rocks and diamonds this week. So hash rocks and diamonds, and make sure you send it to us too. It's just easy to find. So give us your rocks and diamonds thirteen. If you want to go seventeen, you know I mean people sometimes go seventeen. For fuck's sake, just give us thirteen <laughs> plays, you fucking nerds. <laughs> sometimes the reason why people go seventeen is because they've got someone who has to fucking be there. But their position is taken by someone who is worse than the person, you know, like <laughs> who wins for the first starting lineup. But they need someone, and it's not like a wing or a centre where they can, you know, ride a couple of positions. Okay, uh, we have got a couple from Beer Boy One Eight Two. He said uh, an all sex test, all sex <laughs> sex pest team, 
and he's he's decided to dub that one hash bowling alley all stars, <laughs> and a low IQ team hash dumb cunt all stars, and we won't be doing those. But maybe in future weeks, he also said an all Aryan team hash brown shirt all stars, all redhead team ranger all stars, all sleeve tattoo team sleeve masters. So. Got a fair bit of time on his hands. Oh, mate. Yeah, man. Thank, thanks for sorting us out for the next six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> then we had Tall Hayden came through and he said that, uh, how about a team where every member has a family member who also plays in, played NRL oh, or plays? You could be thinking about that for months. To extend that, though, the conversation went on between uh, Tall Hayden and, uh, and uh, us and former legends said, what about where... The family member, where they're the shittest one in the family, so you'd have like you know, like a like a you Scott Fulton's Chad Randall's. I'm talking think of manly, like crap manly ones that don't live up to the um, Stuart Raper, yeah, like, yeah, like Josh Morris. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I fucking said it. They're both better than their old man at this point in time. <laughs> well, it's true, it's true. But that one also is a very good one too. So that one will definitely get a run, I think. Uh, I mean, just the, just where you know the family members played NRL before. That one's so many to choose from. To narrow it down would be hard. But when you put the stipulation on there, the shittest member of the family. It just opens it up to comedy gold, I think. Uh, Twitter, okay. Dylan Gearless All Stars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now. We got one from uh, That's True. Now, this guy, I had, to, I had to actually look at his account, and he's tweeted about three times, all to, all to us, all to me me and you uh, individually. It's another one of those people that joined Twitter just so they could hammer up. He's trying to, he's trying to get this That's True thing. <laughs> he's trying to get it. He like puts hash That's True, like D-A-T-T-S-T-R-U, at the end of all his tweets. Like he's, and that's his Twitter name. It's like he's, it's like he's trying to, to trend himself. Like he's trying to make it a, his name a thing. It's like a like a real talk sort of thing, he's, I suppose. He's trying too hard. Double glazed stiff arm has to be one of the best headings for a while. And he's got hash still fuck manly in the face. Fuck. <laughs> so you the got theme, so well, and then you got super aggressive. The theme of the show this week is fucked in the face. <laughs> Adam, nineteen seventy five. <laughs> Speaking of fucked in the face. He said, please put a chapter at the start of all Nate's future Manly match review so we can just skip that shit. Hash, shut your cunt mouth. And so I replied to that and said, because <laughs> yeah, usually you and him, you're, you're usually just smashing him nonstop. Well, he's say, cock. Yeah, so it's like, like, it's not like I've just, you know, picked this poor, like, homeless looking guy. Like, that's what he is. But yeah. I haven't just picked him out of nowhere and then just thought I'm just going to slam him. Like, yeah. He tends to leave with his chin, and he's a fucking pretty ordinary-looking homeless guy. <laughs> That's why I smash him. Well, I replied to him and said, "Oh, so obviously you've had, you've, you've taken enough of beating from Glenn, and now you want to fucking you, now you want yeah. to go with me." And he said, and "He said, oh, no, you can shut your cunt mouth too." Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> he put a. He doesn't for- live far from here. We should just drive over there mid-episode one time. We should and just knock on his door and say. I, yeah. I, I know. That I just I, said he was homeless. Glenn I know the general the general triangulated area because I mean he, he doesn't live too far from Killer School, so. I think he's complaining about hearing the school bell. Really? For, yeah. He's one of those people. So just hasn't got enough to complain about. Yeah. School bell. And I remember God did, forbid the kids know when to go to class. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't give me. He didn't give me the. Uh, his, Maybe his, if he had a fucking job. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't give me a street address, but I remember he did say it was between you know, X Street and Y Street. Anyway. So we could we could probably knock on. He'd probably rule it out down about a hundred doors. Oh, so we just home invade a hundred people. We get send him. us your address so we can come and hassle you mid episode, and you can. You know, maybe cook us dinner or something. Give us beers. The Ben Z. How has the first Gronk buy round treated you? 
I think it was, it was it was peaceful and how's the serenity? Can can I uh, honestly say, like that whole buy round, I went you know every second yeah. of of both days all through the, the entire time. Didn't think of that fuckhead once, <laughs> and he's sitting at home thinking, oh. I wonder what those nice blokes at this week in league. I wonder how they've gone this weekend. I better send them a tweet. Yeah, you yeah, fucking uh, cockhead. Don't try and cover up for your gronkness now by trying to be nice. His damage his, is done, bitch. He's rubbed. He's rubbed his missus in too now. He's got like a, he's got a female gronk of the year. Is his Robin? Yeah. I um. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I mean, you know, a man that earns as much money as he does and is in, uber intelligent. He's as very he is, he's, as he keeps fucking telling. He's us. a very important man. And he's he's, uh, he, his apartment has, he has many, many books, books. And his apartment smells of rich mahogany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got several punching bags out the back where he practices punching well above his fucking weight. Yeah. Which he's quite adept at, it would seem. <laughs> Tall Hayden. He said, oh, same amount of tweets this week about a Warriors game this week as every other week. <laughs> and yes, you'd be right on that. Boxcar Jason. Reason 1001 while I like this week in league. They spend more than 30 seconds recapping last week's matches. He's got hash NRL footy show. So obviously he's shooting <laughs> shots fired. We do. Shade now, piece of shit show. We probably spend more time slagging our listeners off. Yeah, yeah. But wants to get some listeners that weren't cockheads. But when we talk about footy, though, we actually talk about footy for, we do. you know, there's a good, you know, if the show runs for two hours, 15. You know, this is a rugby league podcast. Uh-huh. You know, if the show runs a for two hours, 15. idea, you talk about rugby league. Yeah, if, if there's a show's like two hours, 15, then we would, you know, for at least oh, like, you know, 60 minutes of that. Talk about football. <laughs> Jay Stibb. Checked out the coach.cc. As dodgy and unprofessional as, well, Ricky Stewart as a coach. I still can't believe that's a real thing. I saw a tweet from uh, today. Uh, someone retweeted it and it was like, okay, you know, you want to be involved in this? Apply now. So they're like trying to get those the players. I wonder if I can get Jackson in there. Uh, maybe. I think they're looking for about more like a sort of 16, 17, aren't they? Is that, yeah. I don't know what the criteria is. but Kids gifted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JR underscore buff he said any interest with the NRL players past or present lending their voice to be on the show past maybe well, Cogger. we've had past we've, we've had uh, have past guys choppy step in yeah, choppy and MG step in in the past and I still was, think we should get great. Cogger on yeah I think Cogger would be he'd be he'd be able to reminisce with you about the magpies like like, like losing games like you wouldn't believe <sighs> We'd have to. We should do it over a beer, though. Yeah, that'd or be the thing. Bourbon. We could just get smashed and cry on each other's shoulders. And you'd want to have drinks for about an hour first, then start it, and then if it's a two-hour episode, yeah, then by you know hour that's the end of hour three. We'd, Jesus, and just keep coming. Just be like, <laughs> I love you. What's the Leonardo? I love you too, Glenn. Wolf of the Wolf of Wall Street. back. Is it Wolf of Wall Street? Then you go. Yeah, Miss, I have a, uh, a life-threatening condition, a medical condition, where I need you to bring one, one of me one of these every fifteen minutes. <laughs> Excellent. That and, should be a mission. And Cogger's, I don't know if we could do it this season, but yeah, Cogger's yeah, got and, and make Cogger's triples. As yeah, well, well I mean, that's how he rolls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Neat, straight up. No, no mixer. Yep, straight up. Straight up. That's Not even any ice. Unless the ice cubes are made of frozen booze. That's how the golden testicles ride. Exactly. So High look tight. The problem the, the the problem with with NRL players current 
ones is uh, there's a couple of, there's a couple of issues. We'd be happy to have them, and there's no doubt about it. We'd be able to probably ensure a steady stream of of players coming through on the show. But one is they want to have interesting stories, and that's that's one something that you can't really guarantee unless you're pre. Even if they did have interesting stories, would they be able to tell it in this forum? You know, yeah. would the club let them? But I mean, would only take I would hazard a guess. Fucking, yeah, yeah. You know, us to extract one super gronkish thing from a player. Yeah. And they've got it in their game. And we've got it in and their game. On, and there's on Daily Telegraph and then it's game yeah. over. Yeah. The, th- the thing is that in this day and age, mostly, there's no, there's no mysteries as to players, how they make their break. They're good at footy at school. They get scouted, jump into a system, work their way up through the 20s. And then they play first grade at some point if they're good enough, and and that's that's how it is, and that's a story for every single player, yeah, mostly. And there's of course there's exceptions to the rule, but this plays from the ghetto, <laughs> in the ghetto, in the ghetto, or otherwise known as Campbelltown. Yeah, and then you've got the other the other point is like, which is what you were making. I mean, you've got these layers. You've got the NRL; they can sanction a player. You've got the club can sanction a player. Then you've got their agents and managers and whatever as, a, as the third buffer. And then you've got the player. So the player would have to be so careful and so... Uh, these guys aren't the greatest at speaking to the media anyway, unless they're, they're media guys like captains of size, people who have to regularly talk to the media. And uh, so you'd be getting... They'd be second-guessing everything they're saying or they'd, or they'd be loose and face the consequences, which we wouldn't want to bring on a player, even sure. though it would make, you know, for, for great listening. <laughs> yeah, it would, but it would only last one episode, and then everyone would tell us to get fucked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, we'd like to do it, but, yeah, there's just a couple of issues. Hogger, maybe yeah. try and track Stan Presdy down. Well, I what he's doing these days, Stan yeah. Presdy. Leo Dinova. John Allenson. He used to be a glassy at Dad's pub in the, you know. Yeah. During the week, stories. and then head off to... Arana Park for training, and yep. Dad said, "Fuck, and he'd want to be a better winger than he is a glassy." Ended <laughs> <laughs> uh, up playing Country Origin back in the day after he'd left Western Suburbs. Surprise, surprise, yeah. went on to a representative career playing for someone else. Because I actually know there is a there's a, there's a there's a former Manly player that hit him up before, and he's been like he's all for it. And this is a guy who has some loose stories. Problem is, he's still involved with the club. Jason but, King. No, no, ex ex player. Yeah, ex player. Jason King, golden golden age, golden age player. Hasn't played anything re- resembling rugby league for Manly for a number of years. Golden age, age player, Kiwi Kiwi international. Uh, yeah, back back from the nineties. You know, Brendan Tuta. <laughs> now that would yeah, well, I mean, back on the Maggies, he would punch seven stages of shit out of you. Fucking, I think would. He was a mean motherfucker, oh, man. Jared McCracken. He would. Be, has had your property gone? Oh, fucking boom, bang, crash. <laughs> be like an episode of 1960s Batman. <laughs> yeah, they wanted a movie, video one. Brendan Tudor, I wonder what he's doing. What is Brendan Tudor up to these days? Probably being a loose gun. Jail for murder, probably. Just, oh, I've got no, I think he's probably just got out and he's about to go back in. <laughs> I'm sure one of the listeners, I mean, that's the other beautiful thing is the listeners... The tendrils, just yeah. to get, and someone will know something about. It. <laughs> Everyone knows something about something, you know. So, we Bruce was a big fan of Brendan Tutor. Yeah, I bet he would have been. He said he, he 
just needs to channel it a bit. <laughs> he's just so wild. He's lashing out in tackles and kicking people. If Bruiser, and- if Bruiser was still with us, that would be a show that I would like to do. <laughs> get Dad on the show. Get him, get him smashed and get him on the show. But furthermore... Do you know how much beer that would... T- it doesn't matter. Whatever it takes. And... 22 stubbies. Yeah. And- 22 stubbies. Sorry. Did I tell you? 15 stubbies at the shop. <laughs> Breath tested on the way home past. What a fucking piss tank. <laughs> Dad, I'm pretty sure his machine was broken. No, well. <laughs> I just had some fisherman's friends before he blew a thing. That apparently works too. How does that happen? Get him. This is, this is, this is the vision that I would have had. Bruiser on the show. Special guest. We had to have a, we had to have a player guest as well. Jason Taylor. <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus. I don't know who we would cane more, me or Jason Taylor. Lock him in Son. a room. Is this what you do every week on this fucking show? Come here and talk bullshit? Well, who listens to this? Just imagine it. Fucking hell. Yeah, and so. you, Taylor. I've been wanting to have a word with you. So I think past players is definitely the go, though, because, uh, you know, they can't get fucked up for saying shit unless they say something that's just, like, painfully wrong, like defamatory or whatever, but... It makes me feel that Dad's very inconsiderate for dying when he did. <laughs> I mean, well, he was, he's, he's pretty much ruined the entire show. He, really, like, he would be an absolute star because he would cane me and everyone would love him. Exactly. Fuck. He's a proxy for the listeners who <laughs> cane you all the time anyway. Um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, as we've just talked through the whole thing, that yeah, I think that, um, you know, past is probably a go. And uh, I, I could uh, maybe reach out because I, I, I don't know. Bell. Try scoring maestro circa 1991. <laughs> but ideally, if legs you know, like a gazelle. Ideally, if you know a player former that has player. some the former player that has some stories that, that you know they could that they could be trusted to keep names out of where required, <laughs> that would be a guy because uh, and I, I will get in touch with the the, the former manly guy uh, probably when come, he'll, he'll be up for the Broncos game probably so. Does that mean oh. they'll um, come to your house and you have to cook them dinner? Does that mean there'll be less food for me? Because I, I can't. No, no we probably we won't we won't do it in person with someone. I think. Okay. I mean, unless unless some magical circumstances. Maybe we you know, could head combine. down to the Mango Hill Tavern. Surely they've got a room where we could record. Look at the kids' room. Look <laughs> at the kids' playroom. No, that's there. probably not appropriate. But <laughs> night time. Fucking. If your kids are in a pub and playing in the kids' room at night time, <laughs> I mean, you got worse problems than us. <laughs> Come on now, put your fucking kids to bed. They're like, stop saying cunt around my child. I'm like, get your fucking child out of the pub at nine o'clock when you're on the pokies, you fucking shit parent. It's 9.30, you fucking old teabag. Get your fucking kids in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ABC for kids stops at fucking six o'clock, cunt. Does that give you a fucking tip of what time you should start thinking about bathing these little fuckers? Stupid fucking giraffe thing sang his song hours ago. (laughs) Um, Facebook, Ian Saguna. Saguna. Pest as always. But he uh, said, uh, also, fellas, you're talking about the Maggies uh, regarding their 1998-99 seasons. All I want to know is, Glenn, how are you still alive after two seasons of hell, which included multiple, multiple 60-plus scorelines, which people could have mistaken it for the opening partnership of Hayden and Langer back in the glorious <laughs> days of cricket? Seven wins in 1999 and 1998. Seven wins out of 48 games. <laughs> Six 50-point drubbings, six 60-point drubbings. The highlight, 7-6 win over Penrith in 1999. 
1998 top point scorer, 67 points to Brett Hodgson. Matt <laughs> Richards has got more than that after round eight. Steve Matai has probably got close to that. <laughs> Jamie Sowers kicked more than that in field goals. Yeah. 1999 top point scorer, 56 Brett Hodgson. <laughs> so he actually went less. And that's How the, fucking shit and the sad, were they? The sad, the sad thing is for Hodge, he, he was kicking goals at that point, wasn't he? Yeah. So let's just divide that by and two. And playing on the wing. So let's let. Imagine he, being on the end of that back line. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd have to assume that he got some tries. I mean, we could look it up. I can't be bothered, but he would have got some tries. He's a winger. Surely he got a try or two. Fuck! He just spent half your time sitting on one of those stupid-looking seats at the security guard. He just guard divide it. He just divide it directly in yeah. two and say, at most. At most, he's had thirty shots of goal in the season that he's connected with, and he wasn't a he wasn't a shit. You know, he was all right. Yeah, I mean, like kicker. he would have had a reasonable strike rate. So let's say he was operating on a seventy five percent basis. <laughs> That's not many conversions he was throwing the ball for. <laughs> oh, poor fucking poor West. And, and these people still long for those fucking glory days before we merged. Well, you know, it's Silly this, this, this is the thing, though. It's like the same as Norse. You know, it's like, would you would you rather have your team and have them be shit or not have them at all? I know you don't like to... Uh, I know you're not a big soccer fan. Yeah. It was a fucking good tweet when all the Western Sydney Wanderers fans were marching down Caxton Street. And someone said, a lot of North Sydney Bears jerseys floating around and they've been put back in the comp. Oh. I got priceless. I got uh, I got many many retweets when I just I just thought I'd just throw my hat into the ring, just talk about soccer, and just said, look, I'm you know this is just observations from a non soccer watcher. Yeah. I said, yeah, that uh, yeah, Brisbane best team all season, and uh, the Western Sydney Wanderers fans are often shit cunts, and they deserve the worst that life has to offer. And I, I, I you know, the only thing that would have made that game better because I actually watched it is uh. If they, if Barisha had scored that goal while they were fucking doing the Poznan, <laughs> that would have been that would have made, and he missed the, he missed that by a couple of minutes, but that would have made it even better. Yeah, and well, maybe if the st- if the if the stand that they were doing it in collapsed, but you know, oh. <laughs> wow, why doesn't another team have a like an, a chant like when they're doing the Poznan? Why does the other team up there, you know, the, the other oh. like the Den turn around, you poor cunts? Turn around, you stupid cunts. Turn around, you stupid cunts. You see a lot of teams just do it just to, just to like, to Take mock the them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all very interesting. Uh, we had an email from our mate Tiger Benji. Oh, fuck. Did he send you this email as well? I did send him an email by mistake. Did you? Because I have someone at our Roma branch by the name of Ben. Yeah. Who was being a fucking vagina on the phone talking to someone else? Yeah. And I had made a mistake on my computer, and I called myself rather loudly in the middle of the office. I said something along the lines of, "Oh, you fucking dickhead!" <laughs> and Ben assumed that I was talking about him. Yeah. And started carrying on like a vagina. So I sent him a message via email saying, "You probably need to stop being a fucking vagina." <laughs> but I sent it to the wrong Ben. <laughs> Well, this is not related. To Tiger Benji. To, well, this is not related to this. So he didn't send you this. Me- he didn't send you this email. Then he said, "It's funny that you mentioned Leo Dinova on this week's episode. Three weeks ago, I got a message from a mate whose wife had just had a child, a son they called Leo. Since I have a habit of naming my children and pets after sporting idols, my el- my youngest son's name is Robbie, and my eldest is Isaac D. Grace. <laughs> he said, I'm not making that up. And him being an old Magpies fan." <laughs> 
my head instantly clicked to two Leos I could think of. Leo Dinova and, of course, Leo Epifania. <laughs> Leo Epifania was an AFL player who switched to NRL at age 17 and endured a meteoric rise to rugby league starter for the Magpies in the 80s. 1984, five games, zero wins. 1985, 13 games, two wins. 1986, five games, one win. Overall win percentage, 13.04%. Of course, being just a prodigious talent, his career continued in rugby league as he's been a coach in the West Tigers lower grades for years and is currently the coach of the Magpies' Ron Massey Cup side and is also a director on the board of the West Magpies. So, (laughs) obviously the friend he's referring to is yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking, uh, I mean, he's, he's obviously he's, he's set the bar a little high, classing me as a friend. Um, yes, I would love to say that I named my child after Leo Dinovar, <laughs> but uh, no, neither of those uh, suggestions are true. He was actually Leonardo DiCaprio. You just can't get over the King of the World no. Titanic scene. No, it's after the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> so, so you've named it after Leonardo, and not even like Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Hey. He's a Blakely. Like, sure, I'd name him after some fucking world-renowned like artist. <laughs> That's way too cultured for Blakely's man. The kids named after a ninja turtle. <laughs> Is that legit? Is that legit? No, you fucking idiot. <laughs> well, what, I just no, like what, the name. I don't really know how. It came so you don't up. know where the name came from? Like, yeah, no, it like... just popped in my head. Okay. Yeah, I was fucking sixth on the list, but the other five got smacked out of me real smart. <laughs> What were the losing ones? You haven't mentioned what the losing ones Yeah, well, we went through that the other week. Uriah, Cullen. Oh, Uriah, Uriah was only... I didn't, I didn't hear of like five or six, though. On Uriah was oh, a big no, one, I'm yeah. A, I've, I've exaggerated that for comedy purposes. Oh, okay. Whoops. It was two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's that. And I've, oh, as I say, thanks to a couple of memberships come in as well, which is good. So we're getting very close <laughs> to selling these bad boys out. Um, I, I can't believe... I, I wouldn't have thought they would, would have sold out, but uh, since we drew the line in the sand and said, you know, this is it, this is how many we're making, then... Uh, yeah. I ought to better call my guy about the coolers. Ready to give him a spray about where the fuck are my coolers. Oh, we're like, still waiting on the coolers, Congratulations on the baby. I'm like, the fuck did you know about the baby? He goes, well, I rang your work to tell you that your coolers were here, and they said you were off work because your wife's just had a baby. Oh, okay, so that was, was like, all good to go. Well, I probably won't give you a spray about not having delivered my coolers yet. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I've got them here. I want to deliver them to you, but you're busy having babies. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, here's my home address. On your bike. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> News. First story. Well, biggest story of the week. For the, in context of this show, and if you want to continue in context of this show, it's maybe the biggest story ever for us as a show because we have set the agenda somehow just through sheer psychic cosmic energy. Clearly, of your pulse. of your lust for Polynesians, we are the pulse of rugby league <laughs> on and off the field. And uh, yeah, and Blakely was taking Conrad Hurrell's pulse. <laughs> Cheese temperature, mouth via penis, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's uh, let's let's talk, let's walk through the whole thing. There's a uh, on Instagram a video appeared <laughs> purporting to be Conrad Harrell, and I mean, given his you know his face, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Driving a car, filming 
uh, a video for Snapchat at the same time as a, uh, I would say because a young lady, but she's not um, young, sucking him off as he drove. You don't see anything, obviously. And this thing is, this is the thing. He's been stitched up by someone because Snapchat, obviously, you send to one or more people, your friends or whatever. You target exactly who you want to send that thing to. So it's not like he's put it on Instagram or, or up on Twitter where it's just going blasted out into the ether and anyone can see it. This is a specific thing that people could watch for a time period, you know, a, a, a limited duration. And it's hard to take a, a screenshot or, you know, to, to capture it as well. In any case, it has been captured. It was then put up on Instagram by someone, and everyone got to see it. And the Instagram link's dead now, but uh, you know the video's out there. Uh, I had it emailed to me, and uh, yeah, so it's out there. So the video, it was good luck to the young bloke. A young lady. Well, I just said it's not young. Taylor Why Blakely. does her age matter, Nathan? I'm what? just saying she's not young. Stop discriminating. Thirty-nine's not young at all. I'm saying she's not young. Yeah, he's compared to an eighty-nine. Oh, yeah, it is, but I mean, like, now you're getting fucking into some sick shit. Like, oh, denture, t- taking your dentures out to fucking... Fucking grandmas need loving too, Nathan. Yeah, well, you know. Nanas have their needs. That's all but I'm saying. They do, but, you know, it's, it's it's not something that we need to worry about. They can they can have their needs serviced and I don't need to know about it. That's all I'm saying. Now, this, uh... Tia Willa. Blakely. Fancy that for a surname. She's on Shortland Street, apparently. And uh, it was uh, it was her, and she's and I love her attitude. To it. She's like, yeah, it was me, but it was a private video between me and Coney, and it was meant to. It wasn't meant to have been leaked. Uh, she said, I'm not in an exclusive relationship with Coney. We are good friends and are very close. Uh, she said the f- the selfie video was filmed about two months ago, but she cannot explain how it ended up online. She believes he took the video for fun and posted it privately on Snapchat to a friend who leaked it. Connie filmed it as a joke, but neither of us knows who uploaded it. But I accept what I do in my life, and neither of us are bothered about it. It was a tape between two people who have a lot of fun together. It's not like I'm Kim Kardashian. Fuck, she's handled that like a boss. Absolute perfect way of handling because at the end of the day... No, I mean his penis. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is... The day when, the, the, when sanctions... And it's still ongoing. Like, the Warriors are, what are we going to do? What are the Warriors going to do? The Warriors have got to name the person involved in it, even though everyone knows who it was. And then they name the person. And they've named him in the team this week, so obviously he's not getting any immediate sanctions. The day when someone can't get their dick sucked on video for fear of losing their job or, you know, being punished in their job... I just... I find it interesting, Nathan, if I could just... Pop up on my, on my little soapbox here for a moment. Oh, get up there. I'm up there. I'm waiting. I find it fucking interesting mm-hmm. that two consenting adults can engage in some sort of sexual activity of their choosing, no matter how fucking mm-hmm. kinky or whatever. That's not that kinky. Don't get me wrong. But they can do whatever the fuck they want Put this in way. their own fucking private setting. Do whatever they want. They're not hurting anyone. First time you got a video phone, of course you filmed yourself having sex, right? Everyone does. <laughs> I'm not saying put it online. Mate, even I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's like you've got to go back to old school. You've got to go back to the old school where you had to put gaffer tape over the little red light in the video camera so they wouldn't know and shit, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my main favourite sayings, pay no attention to the red flashing light in the corner. <laughs> I just... Again, they're, they're two consenting adults. They can do what the hell they like. Um, 
it's not a great look that it's been it's been put out into the open, but you know at the end of the day they put their hands up. I think um, the lady in question has handled it quite well. For him to face sanctions over that, it probably needs you know a bit of a lesson in how to handle social media. He I needs know. a bit of a, like you know don't do that again. But what he doesn't need is a monetary penalty or if a he fucking gets games fined off. or suspended for that, and then. There's still rumours that Blake Ferguson is going to be, you know, signed by an NRL club, and yeah, it's, and and I've got no doubt that next season Blake Ferguson, yeah. Ferguson will yeah. be playing in the NRL. Robert Louis has a career. He spent some time off, but I mean, come on now. But as far as the the penalty fitting the crime, if yeah. Conrad Harrell gets suspended for for one second for that, then fucking guys that are fucking convicted sex offenders or convicted wife beaters mm-hmm. um, should never be able to play rugby league again. Exactly. Let's get, you know, let's get the, the penalty. And we're talking, you know, we're heading into women in league round. The only reason, you know, and I saw some people tweeting, oh, it's not a good look for women in the league. Well, she's a strong, powerful woman that doesn't mind sucking a guy's dick. And she's, and she's, owning, and she's, she's owning it. And she's owning it, saying, yeah, I did it. And like, and, Great. And, and, don't you want like And I don't give a shit, and I don't fucking care because I did. And guess what? No one else should fucking care either because... That's uh, right. You don't you, isn't that... That's the sort of women you want in league. Powerful, confident fucking women that fucking are happy to fucking engage in consensual acts with guys that they have fucking affection for. And speaking about sanctions, I mean, if you're going to start sanctioning things, I mean, geez, if, if, if they're going to start making examples... Of people getting, you know, getting getting their their dick sucked by Blakely, I mean, this show is going to be knocked off the air. Yeah, it's, weekly. it's not looking good. Weekly, it's really not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> but could, could, let's fast forward to next year's women in league round. Yeah, let's say Robert Louis learns to tackle and makes it back into first grade. Yeah, and um and Blake Ferguson's playing NRL. Yeah, what's a better look for fucking women in league round? Conrad Hurrell playing, or those two fucking grubs playing? Exactly. Give me a fucking break. I, that's just, I, I just can't stand how the media jumps all over this shit and it's it's salacious and I, I get all the rest of it, but fucking let it go. It's a nothing story. Um, and it's not like he released this to, you know, the internet to, you know... He hasn't to, Snapchat to degrade, it. To degrade, degrade her or do anything like no. that either. I mean, it's like if, I, you know, you sent me a video or I sent you a video and then... That person, the recipient, takes it upon themselves to fucking spread it around. Mm. That person's a cunt to start with, fucking right. dogging you out. Exactly. And it's right. not. It's not like it's your. You know. You know what I mean. Yeah. You know, all those videos you sent me of you having sex with yourself, I've, you know, I've yeah. kept them under wraps. Exactly. Kept them exactly. under wraps. I watch them a lot. The internet would break. Sorry. The internet would break. You sent that out there. Oh, oh my god! Fucking download records. <laughs> you need to buy some new mirrors, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Paris Hilton <laughs> but really shit. what were the fucking odds of the lady's name being Blakely like it's, she's she seems like a um a Maori lady uh, she's she's got a very uh, Maori sounding first name mm-hmm. and Blakely as I said what the fuck were the odds of that you know I keep saying you guys have got me all wrong I made a couple of throwaway remarks about Sonny Bill and Honey and tying him to a chair. Like, who hasn't said that? And now all of a sudden, everyone ties this in because we're the same surname. Like, the sheer psychic you got force. got me all wrong. The psychic force of this show combined with the listeners has actually forced this event, has, has set in motion the events that got these two to meet. Yeah. 
a parallel universe created by our show <laughs> has has is morphed into reality. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's just why couldn't it have been a Gilas? Why? Yeah. yeah, not as many of those. Not as many of those around. How many playlists do you know? Two. Well, yeah, a few, including well, that aren't related to me. Yeah, ones that One. aren't related to you. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know her. I just seen a sucker guy's dick on video. Well, you you might, you might as well know her. You guys are besties, basically. Yeah. Well, you know, I've seen her. I've seen her in one of her more intimate moments. Yeah. You could say so. Yeah, we it's practically people you know very closely. That you haven't seen in those moments, so you probably know her better than you know them. Well, it's true. It's true. Obviously, you driving a car, copping, <laughs> copping. So obviously, I'm closer yeah. to her than you. <laughs> Wait, you if got you, me all wrong. <laughs> If you would just install Snapchat on your phone like I've been telling you to. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the moral of the story is shut the fuck up about these guys as if like they've done something wrong. You know what? Maybe getting maybe maybe using his mobile phone when he's driving a car at the same time is distracted driving. Maybe that's not a good thing to do. True. I would caution him against doing that. And obviously you'd be probably distracted further. I just wouldn't have the coordination. <laughs> he, did, he, did tre- he did a tremendous job. I might have to commend him when he's safe driving, actually, <laughs> under the circumstances. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, just stop being such fucking prudes. I can't believe the NRL would even, like, have to talk to the Warriors about anything that it even, you know, it would even be a thing. So, just let it go and uh, take down the people that fucking deserve it. Uh, we had some tweets come through. Uh, <laughs> Tall Hayden said, uh, Conrad Harrell should have realised that these kinds of action would just blow up in someone's face. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Here we go. It's Matthew. I think this incident is getting blown out of proportion. And I sent a tweet to the, the mould today about two, but I just can't for life me fucking remember what I said. But it was pretty good. I actually managed to get two single entendres into one tweet, you know, to try to trump these people. <laughs> there was something about him, you know, taking, you know, taking hold of this, <laughs> taking hold with two hands and <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving right along. NRL head of football, Todd Greenberg said there will be a review of the rule that allows clubs to withdraw uninjured players from representative games without fear of punishment. The Rabbitohs and the West Tigers came under fire for taking young guns Alec Johnson and Luke Brooks out of the New South Wales under-20s, despite both players being fit to play. Several other stars were also withdrawn with questionable injuries from the City Country game. Uh, Laurie Daly's already expressed his disappointment that the clubs were allowed to put self-interest ahead of development of the game, but as it stands, they are powerless to act. This is because of an outdated clause in NRL player contracts that stipulates players who withdraw uninjured are not allowed to play in NRL in quotes, on the same weekend. The rule was introduced before the introduction of standalone representative round. But Greenberg said it was time for a review. Under the current contract, they are not compelled to play. But if you're asking me the question whether we will review it, the answer is yes, we will. We will review it in consultation with the clubs. Asked if players could be stood down from the following NRL round in the future if they withdrew uninjured, Greenberg said, if you look at the NRL contract and the way it's written, they were developed when there wasn't a standalone round. I don't really want to say too much more than that, other than we review it next year. And uh, Laurie Daly stopped short of saying he would ban uninjured players who withdraw. But he said it was time for the game to make a decision on the future of rep footy. I think NRL clubs are probably being a little bit precious. I get that they need to protect their assets, but they do have a a, a greater duty to grow the game and, and build the game. Um, yeah. They all want their share of the dollars that come by way of um, television rights, etc. But, you know, State of Origin 
is is the pinnacle of rugby league. You hear players say it all the time, but international rugby league needs to be built as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of growing the game includes building it in the country areas. And I think the city country game is is one is is a real highlight of of the calendar as far as country rugby league goes. Um, they need to take the game there. They need to promote it, and they need to get the best possible players in the team to put on the best possible show um, it, that is available. And I just think it's... At the end of the day, players can get injured in trials. Players can get injured in, in test matches, rep, you know, other rep games on in the NRL. They can fucking... David Kidwell tripped over his kid <laughs> and blew his ACL. Like, at the end of the day, if the fucking planets align and your fucking number comes up and, you, and you're going to be the guy that gets injured, then... So be it, you know. Yeah. I just, you know, they need to take a bit more of a big picture approach, and and it needs to be enforced by the by the NRL, and it, you know, they want to get the players that people want to pay money to go and see need to be in the teams. I don't, I don't really see why it's a massive deal. Yeah, um, they've been doing it for fucking eons. You yep. know, like guys like Sterling, Mortimer, those sort of guys, they took pride in those city and country jumpers. You know, yep. like. Um, and and same for the for the test matches, and and I don't see why that has changed these days. You know, those guys are legends of the game, and um, you know, maybe City Country was more of an actual genuine selection trial back then, and it wasn't that people aren't proud of the jerseys now. It's kind of like, well, you know, I'd rather not fucking. Well, they're handing the fucking things out to reserve graders is what they're doing. So, by way of players not making themselves available, ruling themselves out, or clubs doing it on their behalf. They're cheapening the value of the jersey. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, like Peter Sterling is very proud of his country jersey. Um, <laughs> and there's no reason why that couldn't be again. And why not make it a genuine fucking selection trial? God knows New South Wales need the help. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And speaking of, Paul Gallen has revealed Laurie Daly almost... Uh, he, oh, sorry, he took the 2013 Origin Series loss so hard that he almost quit his post as New South Wales coach after just one year in the job. He'd spent so much time and emotional energy on getting the formula right for series victory that the loss in Origin 3 had a bigger impact on him than outsiders realised, said Gallon. I know Laurie, and he wasn't going to do the job again this year. He was shattered after last year, as we all were. For a guy who's relaxed or seems pretty relaxed, he took it really, really badly last year. So I'm glad he's back on again this year, and hopefully we get the job done for him. I just wanted to say, just bring that story up, just to say, fuck up, you sook. Fucking do your job. Well, if, if he's contracted for more than one season... Yeah. If if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. You know, do you want a coach putting your putting your campaign together that you know lose one series? You've lost seven before that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the other coaches got punted. I don't know that they were keen to quit after one year. If he's going to be the guy, he has to stay the course. And I don't know that um, he or even you know New South Wales fucking wildest supporters. Um, would have thought that he was, you know, he was going to s- turn the tables and and that series victory was going to be a cakewalk. At the end of the day, he, he worked hard. New South Wales are very, very close and closer than they've been, um, for a long time. I, I think he should have been probably a bit more proud of his efforts and exactly. And, I mean, maybe and back you know, it up, build on what they've done, and rather than fucking consider quitting, I think. I think. Yeah, maybe turn that turn all that emotion towards you know people like Robbie Farah who cost you the victory, maybe. 
people yeah. like Robbie Farrow that put you in position to fucking be close to winning the series rather than having someone like Michael Ennis that would have lost it 3 0. So we'll never know though, um, will we? We'll never know. <laughs> It's feel just free. Feel free to pick Michael Ennis. Feel free to pick Michael Ennis. Because surely there's not one person on this fucking earth that still believes that he should be picked above Robbie Farrar. Look, Is there still people that are that fucking ignorant? Look, if I, if I, if I was a selector, I'm not a selector, so I can't say... No. I mean, yeah, you can tell me to pick Ennis, but like, look, where would it get me? I'm not a selector. I'd just be some fucking crazy dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you picked them. <laughs> hey, Mikey, you picked. <laughs> you picked. <laughs> He's just like, fucking, Eddie Munster, you picked. I just, I think Michael Ennis has, has done more of more disservice to his own origin credentials um, than anyone else. I, I, you know, the, his, his general play, um, and I just think there's a general shift um, in what makes an origin player because I don't think people in New South Wales really understand um, what makes an origin player. That's Gus Gould goes on about it all the time and and for a long time there it was grubbiness and niggle and trying to get under the skin of your opponent rather than sheer skill and, uh, and determination and, and heart and being able to make 60 tackles in a state of origin game and not give away five penalties. Just, just saying. That's what it takes. Yeah, but I mean, Origin player, you'd also say, is that guy that can step up, get the ball in his hands on the last play when the game's there for the winning and actually not kick it out on the fall or fuck up and do something stupid? Mate, the best players want the ball in their hands. Michael Jordan didn't make every shot or hit every free throw. Yeah, he fucking made them when they counted, though. That's why Robbie Farris made plenty when it's counted too, mate, and won plenty of games for every team he's ever played for. So, Yeah, yeah. And Origin uh, 2. And he's, he's, Origin uh, 2 last year. Yeah, he's got thousands of thousands of premierships and and uh, an origin wins to fucking show for two. More yeah. than Michael Ennis has got. <laughs> has Ennis got any? I don't know. He's, he's played been, for every fucking club. He's been club around. In the he's been around. I wonder if he just if he landed in any of those clubs. Like, where, where, when was he at the Broncos? Didn't he do his knee that year though? Oh, see, this is the thing. Is Does Michael Ennis? Is Michael Ennis? And I don't give a fuck about that company. Yeah, honest. I just couldn't care less. So maybe, maybe there's an. Hey, uh, maybe one of the people that still thinks he should be playing Origin could tell us. You know, just, as he won a premiership. You know who'd know? Who cares? Bulldog supporters. They'd know. Yeah. Because they actually we, like him. They defend him. Do we have any of those listening? Yeah, we do. We have like guys like GT and. Oh yeah, GT's Chapo, right. Gronk. Here we are. Tell us. Yeah. Now. And he's he he doesn't mind a Robbie Farrar. GT John. Oh, he loves he loves a bit of Robbie Farrow. He does. He doesn't mind Robbie. He's not one of those fucking gronks that consist consistently fucking just yep. hates on Robbie be, because of Ennis. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, what and what are those cunts going to do when Michael Ennis signs for the Cronulla Sharks <laughs> and plays behind John Morris? Oh, they'll turn really, really fast. I love it. Now, um, anyway, while, while we're while we're speaking of like you know, let's be real, shit cunts, the West Tigers, they'll meet with the uh, non-shit cunt Simon Dwyer. And his manager to discuss his long-term future at the club. Now, last week, after this show went to, to air, they they had an article come out saying, hey, he's a forgotten man of rugby league. And Dwyer, he's, he's been forgotten completely. Uh, everyone's getting a lot of love and, you know, offers of support and everything out there to uh, Alex McKinnon, as they should, and, you know, it's a good thing. But what about Simon Dwyer? Three years on, almost three years on, he's... um. He's fucked his his arm, his right arm. He has no use of it at all. Ripped five nerves from the spinal column in 2011. What are people doing? And and the article came out saying, like, you know, he's never heard from the Players Association. They've done fuck all. He's in the NRL. He's never heard from them. I mean, the West Tigers, 
to their credit, they did give him a, uh, it was a player termination payment in conjunction with a, uh, a job as a GPS statistician, and so he's got that. That was a three-year contract um, worth three hundred and sixty grand, but uh, that's coming to an end this year, and uh, he's considering legal action in a bid to receive compensation. So um, he's been paying nine point two five percent of his wage into a superannuation fund that's paid quarterly, and uh, his management will also look at the state government Sporting Injuries Insurance Act which is a fund in which sporting organisations can pay premiums and then apply for a benefit. Applications go to a committee, which then determine whether the injury falls under the Act. Injured players can be compensated in a lump sum of up to 171000 With his injury, it's understood his maximum... 171000 Yeah. Who come up with that number? Dunno. That's a random number. But this is the, this is the, that's, that's the maximum, okay? With his injury, it's understood his maximum payout through workers' compo would be about fifty grand. So... Permanent, or you know, potentially seems to be permanent. Losing the the use of an arm permanently, that's fifty grand. What the fuck do you have to do to get the hundred seventy one? Die, I guess. And then what? What good's hundred seventy one thousand here? Oh, you know, your family might, yeah, might be helpful. You think? If you're the primary breadwinner, you know. But this whole situation, from the very fucking moment he hurt himself, and the trainers walked him off the field. Which I still shake my head at. The trained professionals mm. wouldn't just err on the side of extreme caution in that yep. situation. Yep. When a guy has issues with feeling, etc., put him on a fucking medicab, put him mm-hmm. on a stretcher. I don't care what you ought to do, yep. but don't make the cunt walk off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just seems. And I know, like, Certainly in my industry, OHS and safety is fucking way over the top. I had a story today that we had to find plain coloured hard hat brims. So it's a brim that goes over the outside of your hard hat, yep. so it gives you more sun protection. Yep. But they couldn't be green, which is the standard fucking colour, or red, which is also available, because people might mistake those as an indication to go or stop someone's hard hat brim. So you see a person go, oh, he's Mr. Go. I'm going to fucking... We see someone with something wrapped around their hard hat and that's all of a sudden a green light. Yeah. For fuck's sake. In 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 but, contrast to any actual road lights that we exactly. may be following or at that time. Or a stop-go sign. Or a stop-go sign, yeah. You know, you see that the absolute over-the-top levels that these sorts of legisla- legislation makes people go to, mm-hmm. you've got a guy that's got an unknown injury on the field, they don't know the full extent. Yep. So you err on the side of extreme caution. You put him in a fucking neck brace if you have to. Yep. Put him on a stretcher or a medicab or whatever and get him off the field. You do not make him walk off the field. So from that moment, this whole situation has been handled fairly fucking shabbily. And and the club, to their credit, has gone, um, you know, to some lengths to, to ensure he's got some sort of financial future ahead of him and, and mm-hmm. giving him a job, etc. Um, as part of that, though, he had to sign a, a, waive, a waiver saying that he wouldn't take legal action against the club. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a little bit of... Um, they've covered you know, their ass there pretty Extortion, well. yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, and, and, and that's probably due diligence on their part. And that's probably yeah. come from some legal advice from people higher up. I know that things happen in my workplace and, and legal gets wind of it and all of a sudden things are handled very, very differently mm-hmm. f- for reasons that can't be fathomed in my teeny tiny little brain. 
So, <laughs> um, he's um, it, it's a, such a shame to see his future cut so short. But as far as his playing career, but he's a young kid still. Yeah, you know, he he's got a lot of years with with a fucked arm. Essentially, mm-hmm. a lot of medical bills. If it's ever going to get better, or if he's ever going to get, you know, whatever percentage of use, it, the prognosis is, which I don't know, um, and that costs money. And yep. where's that money going to come from? When, and that's the thing. Had he not come to the papers or, or made some sort of noise, or someone's made noise on his behalf, drawing from the amount of attention that Alex McKinnon's got. He would have been legitimately would have been the forgotten guy. His yeah. job at the Tigers would have disappeared. You know, after it would the have contract. been back living in Macquarie Fields and never to be fucking heard from again. What if Alex McKinnon never got hurt? Never. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, it would have been something. Yeah. You know, probably nothing come up. Yep. yep. You know, it's it's pretty sad, and the fact that you know, and all the positive stuff in regards to McKinnon. I don't want to draw comparisons, but um, as far as their injuries go, but. There's a lot of positive and there's a huge push. The the NRLs jump straight behind. The media's all over it, and yet this kid hasn't heard from the players' association mm-hmm. or the NRL in two years. Mm-hmm. And, and the NRL, you would probably expect a level of ignorance. Yeah, but the players' association, he's, the, he's charter, the very is fucking person that they're mm-hmm. paid, and and that's their duty to represent. Yep. And he hasn't heard fucking boo. Yep. What are they doing? Who knows? That's the, that's the big question, it's isn't it? one thing you, you, as far as the, um, again, I know it's a much smaller scale, but as far as American sports, the players associations are very, very prominent, very outspoken, very yep. front and centre. The fuck? Rugby league players, there's just so much shit going on. How many times do they pull these fucking players aside and say, "Mate, you're a fucking gronk. Pull your head in." <laughs> well, I, I would, I don't know, but I would estimate zero, zero. times. Um, yeah. it, I, I bet you know when there's enterprise bargaining agreements and all those sorts of things. That's when you hear from the players association. When you've got a kid that's two years removed from the game, from a promising future where he could have been earning, you know. Half a million dollars a year. He's now got a hundred thousand dollar year job with the club, which is about to dry up, and he's and he's staring down the barrel of a fifty thousand dollar compensation payout. And then see you later. Thanks for coming. Yep. Good luck with the next forty five years of your fucking life. Yep. Pretty much trying to get a job where you've only got one hand. Yep. Um, Drummer yeah. for Def Leppard. Hey, Nathan, I was hoping we were going to get through this whole <laughs> fucking story without you being a cunt. <laughs> Turns out that wasn't possible. <laughs> I mean, kind of all. I mean, I think the, the other the other wrinkle just at the end is that uh, former CEO Steve Humphries, who was big on making offers, verbal offers to people, apparently there are suggestions that he offered him a job for life. So the club has to determine when, if, or how that offer was made, and then go from there. And on this article, no comment from the Players Association chief executive David Garnsey. Yes, well, Humphrey's left a lot to be desired <laughs> as yep. a CEO, but um, if it's one thing, one legacy you could leave behind, a job for Simon Dwyer for life would probably be something nice to rest his hat on. Agree. And finally, uh, 
shenanigans in the under twenties origin game. It was a spiteful little game. This one, I loved it. It was old school. I mean, there was actually a, a proper. There was some proper brawls. There's melees erupted. You know, several times during the game, but there was a proper bo- uh, brawls to the point where you know players were binned, and. Um, <laughs> And we had, people tweeted us about it immediately. They said, look, you know, are you guys sponsoring this game or particularly player? <laughs> Matt Lodge. He, uh, for some reason, <laughs> he had tape on his wrist and he had the word cunt written on strapping tape. Uh, it was picked up on Fox Sports coverage. Photographs that still screenshots started circulating on Twitter. And... <laughs> Lodge found himself in the bin. He was involved in the fight in the 22nd minute, got in the sim bin. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> this guy is it's just sensational. And uh, why did he have that on his strapping tape on his arm? Brothers cunts. Brothers cunts. What is that? What does that mean? Brothers. We're brothers. It's just like you know, we're a team, we're brothers. So I'm going to look at that to remind me that we're brothers whenever I'm feeling like I don't want to make that tackle or you know sprint that extra meter. But look he's, he's, he's put... Brothers cunts. Brothers cunts. He's, that's, he's put that in big capitals too. Yeah. Like he's talking to himself. His brother's hermaphrodite or I don't know what he's trying to get at. His <laughs> like, brother's his sister and he know, just doesn't my know. My brother's keeper, my brother's keeper. Maybe there was, you know, my, maybe that's something. His brother's having some gender issues. I don't know. This could go a bit deeper than what, you know. Maybe. We ma- thought it was just purely motivational. Maybe, you know, he's doing it to raise awareness for the fact that his brother's got a vagina. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe he's just our favourite mascot now <laughs> well he has to be he doesn't even need to have a name um you know anyone that just champions the c-bomb yeah you gotta love it you just gotta love yeah, it you see players running out there with you know special stuff written down and you know some guys put the the crucifix on there if they're particularly religious yeah duh, was it, you this know, bloke's we, just running out with a yeah, c-bomb going out there with like the sacked staff you know from the asada yeah, like, you know he's um <laughs> He's just pulled the pin on a C-bomb and written it on his arm. <laughs> exactly. Like a champion. What else do you need to remind yourself of I when think you're in a battle? <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's leave the players alone. You've had a big week. <laughs> and, uh, and Mitchell Moses from the West Tigers. Hey, Matt, let's go for a drive in your car. <laughs> Put the top down. <laughs> Feel the wind through my hair. <laughs> through your hair, through my beard. <laughs> West Tigers playmaker Mitchell Moses has had to apologise to the Queensland under-20s lock Josh Bateman and NRL officials for a homophobic slur that has cost him a two-match suspension. He called Bateman, and I quote, a fucking gay cunt, as they packed a scrum in the 69th minute during the under-20 state of origin. Uh, He had to go to Rugby League Central, apologise to officials in person, and also spoke to uh, Bateman about the offensive remark, which was heard by the television viewers. The mics did definitely pick it up. Greenberg said the comments were not acceptable under any circumstances and Moses had become the first player suspended for breaching the game's anti-vilification policy. Uh, he was also ordered to undergo an anti-vilification education and awareness program. Greenberg said, The NRL has consistently made it clear there is no place for any form of discrimination in our game and we will take firm action if it occurs. The player has accepted responsibility and apologised for his comments, which was taken into consideration in determining the penalty. After careful careful assessment, we have decided to issue the player with a two-match suspension. We'll also require him to participate in a program to improve his awareness and understanding of the importance of eliminating discrimination, particularly homophobia, in the game. Not a not a particularly great use of the C bomb. Um, no, I mean he, which we we certainly his teammate you know, provided an absolute you know perler of an example and poster uh, boy for the use of C bomb. Mitchell's missed the mark. Yep, pretty disappointing. Um, 
I don't know if it's just Gen Y ignorance. I would have thought Gen Ys were a bit more uh, educated um, on homo—you know—homophobia and the general repulsive nature in which it's held. And um, it just speaks to the sort of shit that he that you know the the the, the type of person he is in terms of things he would say just in a casual environment, you know, in private. Yeah. Because you get the 69th minute of the game, you're fucking tired, you want to roll the guy up, you're not thinking straight, so you so you you you, you, you hit something on autopilot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me give That's you an example. That's the worst thing about it. And and it's a pretty sad state of affairs that um, one of the kids on, on the other under-7s team, someone, one of the kids bought a soccer ball. Yep. And um, he's like, what did you bring a soccer ball for? Soccer's gay. This kid's seven. What the fuck is going on in his house? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I just, and it's it's just fucking unnecessary. That's a seven-year-old repeating what they've heard the old man say. Yeah. Or the older brother or something like yeah. that, you know? Oh, don't be gay. What, are you yeah. gay? Yeah. Well, yeah, I might be, Dad. What the fuck problem is it? Yeah, I don't even think it'd be that. I don't even think it'd go that deep. He just heard him say, you know, just to say it's a derogatory thing towards yeah. soccer. It's gay. He probably doesn't even know what the fuck that means. Exactly or what it right. could mean, you know. Exactly right. And but it's those sorts of attitudes. And if you don't know what it means, but it becomes acceptable to say as you yep. get older, and you do know the meaning, but you've been saying it, so it's it's more acceptable. Still in the then habit you get the meaning, yeah. so then you can apply it. Mm-hmm. It's it speaks to shit fucking parenting. At the end of the day, or yep. ignorant kids, yep. one of the two, hanging around with probably a bunch of dumb footballers mm-hmm. since he was 15. Yep. And probably some coaches that are equally as ignorant. Yep. yep. Um, it's, it's fucking unnecessary. Like, get over it. I really don't have a massive issue. Um, I look forward to a day where, you know, players and athletes are open about who they are and why you know why is that someone's go-to insult yeah why why is that how you put someone down yeah you know i just at the end of the day a two-match ban is is probably um you know when you look at again we, we speak to some of the other fucking atrocities that have been committed and and some pretty pitiful uh punishments that have been handed out at the end of the day two weeks for a, a throwaway line that's fairly fucking ignorant from a kid that should know better um, and I hope he's copying it from his family yeah I hope because that's the sort of people that's his peers and I hope I hope he's copying it from his coaches and I hope he's, his family's giving him fucking absolute pizzling yep because you know there's enough there's enough fucking idiots in the world you know, we just we need less fucking idiots. That's Thank my you. that's my motto for this evening. Yep. The world needs less fucking idiots. Yeah, and you think about it, it's just like it's almost twenty years for Ian Roberts since Ian Roberts has actually, you know, yeah. became that guy and you know, and, and came out. Nothing has fucking changed in no. twenty years and we haven't had any other, you know, players take that step or anything. It's it, you you look back and you think, wow, wow, it was that long ago. It wasn't all that long ago that What an impressive fucking move it was sure. from him 
back then, considering you look at the climate now, and we've got this this shit happening, and nothing much has you know. It wasn't really all that changed. long ago that someone asked LeBron James how he would handle having a gay teammate, and he really struggled with his answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The answer is, I don't fucking care. Exactly, exactly. It's pretty fuck. It, it, you know, if you're not a fucking imbecile, it's a pretty easy thing to. To yeah. grasp and and to and to deal with, because you know what? There's nothing to fucking deal with. It's not something that has to be deal with. It's just a thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, um, I just, I just wonder. You know, like you say, it's been twenty years, and how much has fucking changed? Yes, yeah. awareness is greater. Yep. But and add the vilification things in there that can that can actually see someone get suspended for saying something like we're yeah. dealing with right now. So you know there have been steps made. There still needs to be a lot more yeah. um, proactive work done on um, homophobia, racism, and you know general fuckheadedness that tends to rear its head in our game from time to time. That's a that's a thing with footy at the moment. Is the things that the things that happen. It's just it just comes down to fuckheads. Yeah, hey, fuckers like Blake Ferguson, fuckers like Dugan, and like just dumb shit. And, and there's dumb different levels. Yeah, oh, there's different there, levels yeah, certainly, of fuckheadedness. Yeah. I, I think Dugan has been guilty of being a fuckhead, yeah. but at the end of the day, he's never sexually assaulted someone. That's right. He's yeah. never beaten his missus. Yeah, that's he's, right. He's got on the piss and carried on like a bit of a young tool. Yeah. Not condoning his actions by any stretch, yeah. but um, you know, Todd Carney. Yeah. He's a tool on the piss. Yep. Never sexually assaulted someone. Never beaten his missus. No. You know, so different levels of fuckheaded. Yep. Not fuckheadedness, but fuckheadedness nonetheless. Yeah, they all live in the same bucket. Yeah. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Recaps kicked off Friday night football Allianz Stadium in front of a crowd of about 25,500 people. Australian Kangaroos, 30, defeated the Kiwis, 18. And uh, Australia's 30 points came from tries to Greg Bird, a double to Brett Morris, Greg Inglis and Cooper Cronk. Thurston, five from five conversions, defeating the Kiwis. Tries to Jesse Bromwich, Tohu Harris, Sam Moa and three from three conversions from Sean Johnson. What did you think of the crowd? Yeah, it was all right, but it was in Allianz, so I mean, you know, you could definitely see the, em- was, the empty patches. Wasn't quite the uh, cavernous arsehole that it would have been if it was at. Um, yeah, out there at uh, at Homebush. At Homebush, yeah. Um, I was pretty impressed with the Kiwis. Um, got a few Kiwi kids in Jackson's footy team, and saw uh, some of the parents on on Thursday night at training. Yep. And. Um, I asked a couple of them how they thought the Kiwis were going to go, and, and um, one of the dads who's got a couple of boys, a couple, two brothers in in the team said, I think we're going to get our asses smacked, and the team, it's a stink team. Hey, Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Going to get asses smacked, bro. Team shit, bro. <laughs> um, and I saw him on Saturday and said, geez, you'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? He said, oh, I was very proud of the way they played, and... Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it by any stretch. I sat. He said, "I." It was a long time. I sat there and, and expected Australia just run away with it, but the Kiwis didn't 
really let him go, let him get away. So um, I think that sort of speaks for the general consensus as far as the game went. Australia were unbackable favourites, and um, there was a lot of talk in the media, and they brought it up a lot after the game um, yep. about there was a lot of talk that they were get going to get 50 or 60 or so put on them. And, um, they've obviously used that as, as motivation, and it's... It's interesting to see that I think they were probably only two, maybe three fifth tackle options away from stealing that game. Yeah. Because it's only when those poor fifth tackle options handed Australia the ball, whereas if New Zealand had have been able to get repeat sets there and build more pressure, um, you know, Australia are very, very good, but they had conceded tries. Yeah. And, um, you know, with two, three, four sets on their line, they, you know, you'd be a, you'd be a fairly uh, faithful fan to say that they wouldn't have cracked one last time. So, um, young side, they'll learn a lot from it, the Kiwis, but for 65 minutes, they um, they stuck it to the Australians and um, certainly through the forwards, I thought there was yep. a lot of talk about letters missing out. Yep. Um, how much of a difference would he have made considering how the, how the rest of the boys went? Yeah, yeah, um, I think they still, still would have liked him there. Absolutely. No, 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 yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. He would have added another Next dimension. Stuff, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam Muller killed it. Yep. Um, Marty Tapao, when he came on, Adam Blair was great. Um, at the back end there, they were tackling their guts out, and Blair made you know a couple of try-savers in a row and yep. and just missed the one on Inglis yep. as well, coming across in cover. So, um, yeah, I think maybe they might have been Kieran Foran away from, from snatching that game. Yep. The fact that That'd be um, fair. Tohu Harris was um, was playing five eight and trying to f- play a bit of a fill in role and and um, didn't really offer much as far as attacking options went. Well, certainly fifth tackle options. Yep. Um, you know, Kieran Four in there is it's a different story. So good signs uh, for the Four Nations at the end of the year, and they'll build on that. And but Australia, to their credit, it comes to the back back end of the game. They need a clutch play. They put two two clutch plays on, and yeah, and that's the game for the majority of the game. You have to say that Australia played like a team that selected a bunch of cunts that aren't in form. Well, that's exactly what they were, and yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I don't want to take too much away from New Zealand. I think they t- dictated the pace of the game via the forwards, and, and Australia really struggled to get um, a lot of momentum through the middle. And um, you know, guys like Inglis and, and Slater and Thurston and, and and, and Cronk are going to struggle to play off the back of that. I think the New Zealanders' dominance in the forwards um, nullified a lot of their Australia's attacking options. Okay. Chapo, the creator. A lot of Hiku haikus. Thurston kicks the ball. He wasn't particularly great either. No. Hiku can't catch the ball. Hiku, Hiku was rubbish. Hash Hiku haiku. Uh, Freako 9. Thought Hiku was good, but after hearing Gus Gould's call, I know Hiku's shit. Uh, we got Unky D. Who said international rugby league is dead? That was a brilliant test match between the New Zealand Wallabies and Australian Seagulls. It's Mitchell 180. Thurston getting man of the match is as mind-boggling as Darius Boyd's selection in rep teams. <laughs> Eddie NZ. Great effort by the uh, Kiwis tonight against an Australian team filled with class. Great signs for the future. Jeremy underscore Jack 01. Cronk Smith Slater suck. So now I go for Kiwis because of you, Hiku. Ashiku Haiku. 
And uh, Jeremy Jacko won. He was on the haikus big time. And he sent this one. This one's for you, though. When Tapao came on, Jackson passed Glenn the tissues. Fap, 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 fap. Hash, Iku haiku, hash, Polynesian penis patter. Well, I think it's a little disturbing that you would insinuate that I would ask my son <laughs> to pass, to the, pass tissues. the tissues. Give me a fucking Pass the tissues and then lock yourself in your room and don't come out until I give you the awkward. Yeah. <laughs> don't come out until you, hear, until you hear the nine telecast stop. <laughs> Moving along. Seriously, how good was Marty Tapalo? He's mm. fucking fantastic. Here we go. Does he have a car? Does he have a two-seater? <laughs> Does he have room? <laughs> New South Wales under 20s Blues 30 defeated the Queensland under 20s Maroons 8 out there at Penrith. And uh, the Blues tries to Tyrone Phillips, Jake Marmo 3 tries, a hat trick. Sione Matayutia got a try as well. Clint Gutherson from Manly, 5 from 5 like a fucking laser. And the Maroons got tries to John Folau, Luke Bateman and Brendan Elliott. Benji did up, couldn't buy a goal. Zero from two. Pretty impressive display, I thought. I, I actually quite enjoyed this game. Um, I saw some tweets recently when Mamo played first grade that he was a bit of a loose cannon and, yeah. and crazy as a cut snake. Um, he's, he's got the crazy eyes on. Yeah. I'm not sure he's got any pupils, and that's how I know <laughs> craziness. Yeah. You look into a man's eyes and there's no pupil there. <laughs> it's a little bit scary. <laughs> You're not really sure where he's looking. Um He's um, he's a bit of a strange kid. He doesn't look like he's not built like a a real speedster. Um, but fuck, he can move. Oh yeah, and strong. Like he's he's a nuggety little fella, and yep. um, quite a good player. There's big raps on him in in Newcastle, and um, he certainly showed why in this game. He um, he had had a, had a cracking game. I thought Moses um is. Homophobic slur aside, I thought he had a good game. Um, his kicking game probably kept New South Wales um, on top throughout, and um, Queensland probably just lacked a little bit, a little bit of the class. I think Gutherson was good at the back, um, and yeah, I, th- I thought both sets of forwards were pretty tough as far as the twenties game went. There was still um, some pretty shoddy defence there at times, but mm-hmm. um, all in all, the, the you know, there's some quality kids coming through there. Agree, agree. I'm happy with the way the Manly kids went. I mean, that's most the most interest I usually take in these games is sort of see how your next generation of guys get selected in the, you know that level, mm. how they go, and they came through brilliantly. So, very happy. I expected Milford to to be much more of a factor. You think he carved these kids, but you know, given what he does to the mm. you know to, to the grown ups, but he's he's gone so well in the NRL. I just thought this he would have shown that he was is clearly class above. But um, he's been down a little bit, I guess, the last couple of weeks too. So you know, maybe he's, uh, that purple patch has dropped off a little bit. Sure, but no, um, good performance from the baby blues. Three in a row. Is it really? Yeah, apparently. Have they played it three times. I thought last year was the first year. Maybe three games. I don't know. Yeah, three okay. in a row. Three knows what they're saying. Drew underscore Nathan five. A good game by New South Wales Rugby League under twenty origin, or as Meninga calls them, potential future Queensland origin stars. <laughs> and now we had a Mitch NYC report league. Does Matthew Lodge become the podcast mascot? As discussed earlier, yes, he does. The Ottoman is uh, no more. Ottoman just didn't deliver on his potential. Oh, but let me well, tell you, that's not. Delivery on potential. Delivery. Not give up on the bloke. 
delivery on potential, though. You come out there with some strapping tape and you just write cunt straight on there. I mean, you're making a statement. Yeah. To this show, us, and the listeners. You are throwing down the gauntlet I mean, this, and a C-bomb at the same time. This kid's going to be the next Rothschild. Incidentally, through the week, did you see there were some articles, talk of Rothschild possible bolter for the New South Wales State of Origin side. Wow. He's fucking, if he makes it, he's made it on our back. Let me tell you. Well, the way we've championed him by mispronouncing his name the way we like to say it. <laughs> <laughs> if that wasn't, if that didn't happen, he wouldn't be anywhere. You know, for all the gillets and fucking shit pronunciations from the commentators, yeah. could they slip a Rocio in there? Like, you we think know so. you're listening. You think so? You've you stolen half of our shit before. Why don't you pop that in? Oh, motherfucker stealing our shit too. Exactly. <sighs> Toa Samoa, 32, defeated Fiji Buddy, 16, out there at uh, Centrelink Stadium, a sporting bet stadium, sorry. A crowd of just over 9,000 for the uh, festivities. And uh, so, was, you know, everybody in Penrith came out again, I guess. <laughs> it seems like the population. And uh, this one, Samoa, the 32 points There's came another 6,000 in Panthers still playing pogies. Yeah, well, they had a hat-trick to Panani Manu. Carlos Tumovave and Daniel Vito tries. Inu, laser, five from five, and a penalty goal. Inu kicked really well. He kicked He kicked very well, and um, he's clearly on the outer with Desmond. Oh, obviously. To the, to the point where I think he'll be uh, he'll be playing somewhere else next year unless he, you know, something miraculous happens. Well, there's talk of him. There was has been talk of him being linked to the Tigers, but he came out and denied it personally. There was persistent talk about... What, two months ago yeah. or you know, a month and a half ago not long after the season kicked off but that kind of died away and then I guess it's still sort of simmering there I guess uh, Fiji they had uh, tries to Kevin Nagama Lottie Takiri James Storer Lottie Takiri two from three conversions we'll get to Lottie later my god I tweeted at the time I said if they fucking threw the kicking tee to Lottie when he was at the Tigers you may not have fucking lost those finals games <laughs> You may have won the title in two thousand. One thing I've always said about Lottie Takiri is that he's 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 a man of many talents, Nathan. This is um, the best game Lottie Takiri has played since he fucking played Union. No, disagree. He Round was one, two thousand and ten. Catch Sydney and football fucking stadium. Catch and plant, catch and plant. Catch and plant. He killed, he fucking man just about killed Brett Stewart that night, Nathan. If yeah. you remember correctly. Yeah, Brett Stewart still single handedly. Yeah, Brett Stewart still playing first grade and doing wonderfully in Lottie Takiri. Well, you know. North Sydney Bears. He's playing for a fucking dead club, isn't he? These points are quite valid, Nathan, but let's get back to this Fiji side. Um, some injuries to uh, to the Fijian halfback? Mm-hmm. Halfback or 5'8 that went down? Fuck, that's just really ignorant on my part. It is, it is, um, and me too. Anyway, someone got hurt and <laughs> led to Lottie Takiri being first receiver and pl- key playmaker for the Fiji. The general uh, fucking leader, first one over the trenches. Rugby league side. Making everything happen. He was playing like a fucking god in this game. I've well, I I got to say, I mean, I'll give you him... You cannot sh- hate on the man for his effort. Mate, I was, so fucking, I was so impressed with Lodge here in this game. I was like, wow, there actually is some fucking... There is, the, the, the gas tank isn't on empty. He's got something left, a little something. Maybe he used it all up in this game. I don't know, but there's something... It's a shame that they uh, won't be playing in the Four Nations and Lottie could take part in, in some further international uh, rugby league. Yeah, Fiji. Th- this game was one of those games where Showcases you could tell. Sense. I mean, they went into the halftime with the lead, Fiji, and you could just tell when Samoa scored that first try to go up 18-16, 
you could just feel it that like they were just going to run right. Mm. And in the end, I actually think it was closer than I felt it would be. You know, and around the forty. Credit to the Fijians, they, they, you know, if it's one thing you can give the uh, the Polynesian sides, it's their commitment to tackling. And 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 not milking penalties and <laughs> no. shit and like oh. Corbin Sims. Is that the tackle of the season? I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, it's, it's, what, it's, it's very similar to one that Matai did on Cameron oh, Smith. Oh, of course. It's some fucking man who played it. And, um, oh, man. Jeez. That's just one of those ones where the guy is running and he's not really looking that way. It's a tackle so where one hammer. man murders another. And, the, what and the guy just sweeps in from the clouds from the side and just fucking poleaxes them. It's magnificent. Oh. Just could it only have been better if you had have like you know spilled the ball or you know and then put Ben Roberts in that Samoan side. They trouble England oh. as far as I'm concerned. Put put Ben Roberts in that Samoan side. Trouble Australia. <laughs> quite frankly. Oh wow, <laughs> you uh, you are jumping on the footy facts bandwagon. Because um, they did have now Milford played for Samoa. Mm-hmm. He played for Queensland Twenties. Yes. Unlikely he's going to be playing for Australia. In four nations, does he play for Samar? That's an excellent question. You I say, for... I'm not sure what the eligibility rule is, but I say let the kid play. I say let him play too. I mean, you know, the, the eligibility is so fluid around. I mean, like, I can't see Milford Some play for... fucking sh- should be until we have, yeah. you know, 20 nations with kick-ass international rugby with their With ma- their own development programs that are, yeah. like, deep as shit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just... I think well, so it should be a bit loose to help to help out the international scene. It should just be a matter of oh, you didn't get picked to Australia. Oh, and this other team's playing. Well, there you go. You're eligible for that team because mm. we didn't pick you. So, I mean, as long as there's some fucking link, like yeah. it's not like yeah, no, no. I don't mean like it's just open season on all the big players. I'm yeah. getting I'm getting a call out for Russia. Yeah, I don't think it's like because I drank some vodka once. Yeah, it's not like the, you know the Scottish team that tenuous, the most tenuous shit that they sort of pull you know pull players across. You've seen train spotting, you're all able to fucking play for Scotland. <laughs> well, you had Haggis once, <laughs> and you were repulsed by it. You're in. Um, look, I um, I look forward to Samoa's participation in the Four Nations. Um, certainly make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love the Kumuls, I think Samoa's probably a bit more of a refined side, a lot more first-grade uh, experience in there. And um, Based on that game, you would... You'd probably give them a fair fight against England. Well, this is a thing, and you'll get some players in there too. So, like, who's, you know, who's considered the developing nation, England or Samoa? At this point, yeah. Much for much, isn't it? Samoa's ceilings are. And when they get and when they get into this four nations thing, you know there's going to be players playing for Samoa that you know, didn't play on this occasion. But you're going to get like you know Steve Mathai is going to go in there in the centres. Mm. You know you're going to get guys like you know Yavi Milford, you know potentially in the side. Roberts. Roberts, general. You know, taking taking charge of shit. It's going to be, you know... Ava, see you, Manifanai. It's going to be a better side... I think he's Samoan. ...than he's now, and these guys did great. Jesse Sue, is he Samoan? I'm not sure. He might be talking. Look, you're our resident Polynesian expert, so <laughs> if you don't know, who does know? Well, that is exactly right. It's an unknowable thing, if you don't know it. I mean, it's just not meant to be known. I really should probably do my research on that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, potentially, it could be uh, more West Tigers toughness in that Samoan side come the Four Nations and that can only be a good thing okay shithead listener who's just basically raised their head over the last couple of weeks I know this won't interest Glenn but some of these Polynesian ladies can be quite distracting too 
Shunter86, what about the crowd? A new plan for Penrith home games? Call up our batty players and have a pre-game prayer circle. That's um, one thing I did want to mention is the, the prayer circle from the Fijian side and the... Um, and forgive my ignorance, I'm not sure what... It's obviously not the Harker, but the Samoan yeah. equivalent of the Harker. Um, I'd fucking watch International Rugby League just for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The passion... You see, like, in the test match on Friday night, yes, the players were singing the national anthem. Yep. Um, the Australians, I say, but... And there's some guys that sing it way more passionately. And they kind of mouth it. Yeah, there's a couple of guys that And you've got to make the movement with your mouth because the camera's on. You don't want to look like an unpatriotic cocksucker that doesn't know the words to your national yeah. anthem. So, yeah. um, I, I love or in the, the case passion. of a guy like Tamau, you know, be like, yeah, you're adopted national, <laughs> national anthem. Yeah. He, I mean, Tamo doesn't know the fucking words, that's mm. for sure. God defend New Zealand doesn't go to this tune. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck <laughs> I do? I didn't even know the words to that. <laughs> um, but the passion that the, the players showed, um, you know, singing during the prayer circle and also um, the Samoan guys before the game, like, fuck me. Yep. That's, you know, I look forward to that in the Four Nations as well, certainly when they um, play the Kiwis. Yep. It's, yeah, it's. I think it's a great spectacle, um, and I look forward to Samoa kicking some ass. Pharaoh underscore facts. Every poly in New South Wales is at the game tonight. The security and scaffolding industry has been crippled by the event. Uh, Ashanta 86. What a night for the Pacific Test. A solid D, a few good offloads, and that was just in the Blakely household. And then he's gone, hashtag... You've got me all wrong. <laughs> Stoic. You've got bunny. me all wrong. And what about his other tweet where he didn't tag anyone or anything? He just said, oh, I look forward to the Glenn Blakely, the two teams fighting out for the Glenn Blakely Cup. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, man. Stoic bunny. Good to see a game of footy with no dives or players milking penalties. It's been a while. Okay. And yeah, when players went down, it was because they were dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From being axed. You fucking headbutted in the face. Yeah. Oh, is it Tagatizi? Dirty, dirty grub. It's country origin 26. Drew, city origin 26. Down at Dubbo. Crowd of uh, 9,627. So a uh, good crowd down there in regional. And country origins at 26 points came from a double to Mead. Get it to Gordon. They got it to him once. Jamal Idris <laughs> and James McManus. Three conversions from five attempts of Tyrone Roberts. And City Origin 26 tries to Josh Reynolds. Double to Daniel Tupo. Andrew Fafita and Hopper Jr. And three from five conversions for Adam Reynolds. Yeah, country seemed to, to have the game well and truly wrapped up. And then mm-hmm. City stormed home to... Uh, to clinch a draw. On the back of Jack White and Mr. Ackles, essentially. He still got paid. Yeah, he still got paid. It's all that matters. It's all that matters on Gem White Cockhead. Um, again, I don't think it's a selection trial by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I, I'm not sure Will Hopewadi. I saw some people saying that he should be picked for New South Wales. Not there yet. He's, he's played there, obviously, before, off the back of a pretty impressive season or so with Manly, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's there yet. He's, no, he's definitely think he's not there. He's lacking yet. a bit of size, but he certainly showed a fair bit of pace off the mark to get his try, which um, put them within two. And Reynolds made no mistake with the conversion. So, um, a fairly entertaining game. There's some names in there that 
probably in their wildest dreams didn't think they'd be earning a rep jumper, but um, they still put on a, a quite an entertaining match. And again, it's um, you know to take the game to Dubbo and and places like that. I think it's it's a way for the game to give back, and it's it's a good way to um, you know country rugby league's been fairly uh, raped and pillaged over time, and 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 it certainly doesn't get the attention and the and the funding that it it has received in in years gone by. But um, you know, games like this, uh, the city country game, there's a lot of people that say it doesn't mean much, but um, I think for the country folk, they they certainly love getting out and supporting it. Yep. Um. Did anyone really put their hand up? You know, Mullen and Reynolds. Yeah, a lot Mullen. of talk about Mullen and Reynolds, but who got the better of that exchange? I you think. know, someone like Idris, maybe. And it's something Gus Gould actually made a really good point in commentary. It's, um, you know, even if if Laurie Daly has a as a coach, you would think has a way that he wants the side to play. Yeah. And with Mullen and Reynolds being such contrasting type footballers. As as Gould said, either one of them could have an absolute blinder in in the city yep. country game, but if his style of play doesn't really fit with how Daly sees his side taking shape, the guy that doesn't have the that doesn't have the blinder could be the one that gets picked. So, yep. um, and this is what we talk about: is a legitimate trial. It's you know the, I think the game's got so professional and there's so much focus from you know a coach that. Is um, primary, you know, his only focus is the state of origin team. Then um, he obviously goes a fair bit deeper than, okay, we've got, you know, 17 on 17, I'm going to pick my origin side out of these guys. It's, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if, if, if there's going to be a bolter, like you say, maybe Idris um, and maybe Reynolds in, in Daly's eyes, maybe cemented his, his spot in the side, either on the bench or at 5'8 if Maloney's not fit. So. Um, I just think there's, there's probably more to gain from this game as a spectacle for the country for the people in the country than there is as far as selection trial answering any questions as, as to how the New South Wales side is going to be made up. Yeah, and uh, former underscore legend, we've already had it. We, 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 you said it, but uh, Jack White and three errors in the last ten minutes. Still, at least you get paid, hey, dickhead. Uh, Hayden Fatenny said. Uh, I find it funny that this was New South Wales versus New South Wales today and still New South Wales couldn't win. <laughs> hash fail, hash nine in a row. Well, also, I mean, they didn't lose either, Hayden. So, you know, goes both ways. DJ X-Plane, horrible one-on-one defence by Jack White and directly results in two city tries. Both tries, he got paid. And uh, you'll never live that down. No. Nah. Or at least not for a little while anyway. Previews for what round were we up to again? Nine of the uh, 2014 NRL season. Kicks off. Blockbuster. Friday Night Football. Sydney Roosters versus the West Tigers. West Tigers decimated. Decimated. Team of champions becomes a team of wounded warriors. The baby Tigers. (laughs) (laughs) They're back. Um, yeah, let's face it. They've lost some guys. They have. But they're all right. They're in all right shape. Farrah's the, the big loss. Oh, huge. I actually think that the 
the forwards will hold their own against the Roosters, and that's a big call. But um, my my biggest concern is is Robbie um, and his control around the ruck, getting the uh, you know the the plays on the on the front foot in order to to set Brooks and, and some of the outside backs free. So that's it. You got the forwards. The forwards can individually match their opposite numbers, no doubt about it. However, it all comes down to the line. You're getting them on the go. Exactly. Um, I think Brooks uh, Brooks really needs to um, stamp his authority. I, I, he took some steps uh, in the Titans game, although he did make a couple of errors. Errors. You could see that he was. Uh, really trying to put his stamp on the game and, and take some authority in Robbie's absence. And, and that's a good sign. So uh, I look forward to that developing. But, um, look, you'd, you'd have to be a brave man or, or, or a diehard Tigers fan to uh, to tip the Tigers. But uh, I'll be tipping the Tigers. Why? 1-12, to 12, I, th- I think it'll be a very tight game. But the Roosters would be expecting to win and... and by all reports, given the Tigers' injuries, um, they should win. But, you know, the West Tigers of 2014 are uh, a resilient bunch and they uh, they rise to the occasion. I expect them to do so here. Look, quite frankly, if the Titans could beat the Tigers so easily, the Roosters are going to do it 10 times easier. Roosters by 13 plus. Although, you know, pick your line. Could get massive. I just... I really... Hope that it is a very competitive match through through the forwards and um, you know I just think the Tigers are such a young side um, and their confidence has, has been really bubbling over. I'm a bit worried that a blowout loss could set them back a few yep. pegs, if you know what I mean. Yeah, which um, can happen to young sides. Sure, um, I've probably got a bit of faith in in Kidwell's defensive coaching and and Potter's ability to get their heads on that uh, they'll definitely compete at every facet and um, if they're good enough and, and they get a bit of luck out of their way then they can uh, they can certainly win North Queensland Cowboys are taking on the Brisbane Broncos up there at 1300 teeth also Friday night football no doubt the game that we'll be subjected to uh, in Queensland as the live game. This one. Well, you know, the Broncos have been going okay but can't finish games off. The Cowboys have looked better the last two games. They have. And they took it to Manly for a little while. Manly were obviously better overall. But, you know, the Cowboys seem to be, I don't know, they, you know, they seem to be turning it around. And this dropping Louie thing was a master stroke. I'd uh, probably be inclined to tip the Cowboys. But, the Broncos have, have had a habit in this, this season so far when I have tipped against them of winning. But I just think the, the road, tri- road trip, a few injuries um, to the Broncos. David Haller comes into the side, which is a good inclusion. Um, ben Hannett's been pushed to Reggie. So. Playing for, uh, for Ipswich, isn't he? Yeah, I think Queensland so. Cup, yeah. yeah. So... I just think there's too much strike power as far as Thurston. Uh, well, Thurston alone, really, but just through the middle with Scott and Tamau. Probably too strong for the Broncos. I think they're too big. Um, they'll make too many metres, and, and the Broncos won't be able to go with the Cowboys. I agree. I agree. And, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys win. Probably only 1-12. to 12. 
And uh, I don't rule out the Broncos having great moments in this game and, uh, you know, making a game of it, but I think the Cowboys will get them. So moving to Saturday, the New Zealand Warriors take on Canberra Raiders at Eden Park. Eden Park, I, I couldn't I couldn't go against the Warriors. Uh, yep. I think they've they've showed signs of, of their form improving, um, albeit in some losses recently. But the Raiders have, have been very similar. They've been very inconsistent. Um, some good matches this season, but also some horrible losses as well. Um, Jack Whitens continues in the six. Um, no doubt he'll be paid for this game. Indeed. Um, but I still think the Warriors will win. I think the Warriors will get them. I mean, the Raiders probably aren't going to be bad as bad as they were last time or, you know, as dominated as they were last time in their last start. Also, the bounce-back factor, I think, will be less because, you know, it's a fortnight since that game yeah, exactly. now. You know, like, they haven't got that next week thing to bounce straight back. They're just back. worried about getting paid. They're not worried about, you know, yeah. Josh Papali reputations. Back in the side in the 17 jersey. I was playing up here at South South Logan, I believe he was playing, you know, recently. Back from injury. Uh, saw, some, saw some interviews, you know, where he's like, you know, he's been so poor that, you know, his origin position's under threat, and that's obviously a fact if you down drop down to Queensland Cup. I thought he was coming back from injury. My uh, I think it's, I, th- I think it was form. Right. Yeah, I think it was form. And uh, so he's, but he's back in the side now, and let's face it, y- you can't afford not to have him in your side yeah. at least on the bench when you've just been flogged by 50 exactly. <laughs> like, come on so uh, he'll be back pressing obviously trying to you know, retain his origin spot and yeah I still I think that uh, the Warriors they're showing me enough that I think at home against a team that doesn't travel well at all and a team that just got flogged yeah. I think I think they can get there And it, but you know it, with the unusual circumstance that they got flogged a fortnight ago mm-hmm. um, and won't you know it won't be still burning. Yeah, that immediate bounce back won't yeah. you know, be as much of a factor as it can be with sides. Exactly. Gold Coast Titans take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs up at the Seabus Snake Stadium. <laughs> Rabbitohs are a tough one. Uh, just snuck home with a win against the Broncos last start. Um, and the Titans had a good win away at Leichhardt against the Tigers. So Titans heading back home. Rabbitohs aren't really adverse to winning away from home. They'll have a fair whack of support down there. and I've got a funny feeling about the Titans, but I just can't go past the Rabbitohs with the class in their side. I've got a funny feeling about the Titans too. They're shit. They're going to get and smashed. They're, they're, I don't know if they're going to get smashed, but they're shit. I can't believe they ever touched the top of the ladder this season. Yeah. And I can't That's believe the thing. They're still I've got a funny are. feeling they might just knock the, the bunnies off because the bunnies have had shown some tendencies to uh, to be fairly vulnerable at points this season so and they far, are rocks so. and they are rocks and diamonds you know mm. I, I feel like their consistency is getting better as the season's going on and they're starting to become you know what they were yeah but then you think of the Broncos game you know they you know narrowly got out of that one by the skin of their teeth mm. and against you know surrendering a, a very good lead and to be absolutely stomped for the next 60 minutes so I just look. I'm going to tip. The, I'm going to tip South because I think they're a better side on their day. I don't. I think the Titans have this level. And yeah, you spoke about. Uh, I don't remember which team we we're talking about back in the day, but you know we're talking about teams that have a certain level, and then when it comes down to it, and they need to get a yeah. that find that next gear. The, the, the Titans are an absolute template of the team that has that one level. Might not make many mistakes. Won't do anything exceptionally brilliant either. Yeah. Do enough to win games, but they don't have another level. You know, if if they need to go with the side. I agree. 
Melbourne Storm versus Mighty Manly Sea Eagles down at Amy Park on Saturday night. This is going to be a tough one. No daily, no chance. Daily Jerry Evans, no, he's, uh, he's named in the seven. He certain, played a, certain, a devastating six minutes of football so. for Australia. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was, it was, nice sabotage job from Tim Sheens. A fucking piece of shit. So will he play? Look, they... The newspapers. That, all the talk was was that he was hurt, and he's been named in the side. Telegraph, te- Telegraph saying for like three or four weeks. Manly saying one week, if that. Uh, he's been named in the side, but I don't believe for a moment that that's the, that's the case. I, I'm, I'm positive that he won't play. Jason King's been named in the 17 uh, jersey on the bench. Clearly, is back up for Cherry. <laughs> yeah, well, he's in the 17, not the 18, though. So the way it's going to pan out is uh, Brett Stewart, I believe, is the captain. This week, uh, you know, no problem at all with. The, I mean, Williams. Why is what my captain? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, uh, uh, does, does Stewart just edge him in seniority? Don't know. Don't know. I mean, the, as far as the pack's concerned, the lost uh, lost Glenn Stewart. But I mean, let's face it, they flogged Canberra by fifty last week, uh, last game, mm. with Glenn Stewart on the bench for you know from very early on in the game. Uh, so I don't really have much problem with the forwards. I think they're going to do their job, and uh, they'll certainly stand up against the Storm. It just comes down to the little things. I mean, Little John had a great debut. Can he conjure up the same sort of amazing shit that he did in his first game? He's going to have to. Uh, otherwise, you know, the back, you know, the back line is the back line. I mean, it's, you know, it's Premiership winning back line. I mean, you know, these guys for the most part have been around for a while. It's just this question, what's going to happen in six and seven? Little John's been named in six, he's going to be playing in six, but seven. Cherry Evans doesn't play, what happens? They're going to be bringing, they're, they're doing it, all the smoke and mirrors is because they're bringing up a kid. Yeah, I Who's think, going to get the nod? I think the huge loss is Jamie Lyon, um, just for his steadying captain's influence on the side as a whole, but also the reassurance he gives Cherry Evans. Um, if he had been there, um, you know, to take some of the pressure off Little John as well, uh, not just you know in general play, but also the kicking game. So uh, if you needed it, you know, look, yeah, if the kid yeah. starts getting a little bit rattled and, and yeah. he needs a senior player to step in there and help him out, then yeah. if Lyon was there, he'd be that guy. Whereas with him out of the side, they really are on their own. So um, I, if if Cherry, if it was a full strength manly side, I'd be tipping manly for sure. Yeah. I, I just don't think the Storm are the same side they have been. They've been a little bit vulnerable at home. The Warriors just knocked them off. And um, if Four and, and Lyon were in the sign and Cherry, Cherry Evans didn't have that injury cloud over him, um, I would have no hesitation to be Manly because I think that they um, they have a real hold over Melbourne and uh, having beaten them in so many big, you know, in big games over time, including, you know, what was the score in that grand final? 20 nil or something? Um, yeah, 40-0, that big. Yeah, I think... I think Melbourne Close game. Most good. impressed with the, the nil score line. No doubt you'll be tipping Manly. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a famous victory going up with, you know, like the, the baby Broncos and all these little things. It's about time Manly's had, you know, the, the, the baby the baby Seagulls. Uh, we haven't had to, had to do it, you know, for a very long time. And uh, this is a, gives the next generation a chance to, you know, show what, show what they're made of. There's a lot of steadying influences in the side there. Brett Stewart, uh, Steve Matai, uh, Matt Ballin, Watt Moe. Justin Horro, these guys have all been there. Jason King there as well. It's actually funny. I was talking to um to uh, Cherry's godfather, uh, 
yesterday, day before, and he was saying that we were just talking about Jason King and you know should he retire and that sort of thing. And he said, look, the one thing that sticks to me sticks sticks with me about Jason King is that when um, Cherry was making his debut, Jason King came up to him and said, look, you know, it's your first game, just don't worry about it. He said, you just do what you, you just do, you just do your thing. And he said, if anyone you know if anyone fucking smashes you or anything like that, don't worry about it. I got him. I'll get, I'll get him back. And he said that he's, he's never forgot. Like he's never forgotten that. That was like one of the big things, big factors for him when he started out. Was Jason King, you know, looking over him and had his back. So yeah, you know, important answers. A guy was like a you know a co-captain of the side as well, which is strange. You know, given that he's named in the side, maybe is he suspect? Will he drop off? You know, you think he'd be given the the captaincy? I guess you know, given he's not started. Yeah, maybe Shane that's why Brett Stewart got it. Shane but um, the club he's done so much for future future CEO of the club without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, you know, it's good to have him inside this week, and uh, hopefully he can stay in the paddock, take on the, and do what he did with Souths, just take on the entire forward pack, you know, of the Storm single handedly, beat them all in submission, make them the team's bitch, and you know, on the way to a famous victory. Newcastle Knights take on. The Penrith Panthers at Hunter, Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. game. I want to tip the Knights. Not with any great deal of confidence, because I think both these... They're quite similar, I think, with their form, the Knights and the Panthers. Um, games that you thought they might be expected to win, they've dropped, and other games yep. you expected them to get, you know, copper thumping, they've yep. won. So, um, I like the Knights at home. It's it's nostalgic. It's you know I, I don't know that there's any stats this season. Yeah, but then they got raped by the Broncos at home, didn't they? Yeah, that's I mean, what they, I'm pound, they pound the Cronulla. Uh, you know. Any stats that show that the Knights have been immeasurably, um, you know, a, a lot better at home, but traditionally the, they're they're great at home. Really like you know, for, so, for yeah. you know their entire existence, they've been stronger at home than away. But you know, I was, I was thinking of that Broncos game and they got absolutely pounded in that game. Yeah. I um, and they had McKinnon watching as well, didn't they? You know, yeah, like you know, Look, despite that, you're saying all the right things, Nathan. But I'm still going to tip the Knights. Yeah, yeah. Fairly close game though. Well, yeah, my my feelings on Penrith at the start of the season they were very hot side. You know, they're definitely going to be a big improver. They're going to make it in the eight. You know, that's what people were saying. I didn't think so. I thought they'd improve a little bit, but not you know, young side and Penrith seems to. Yeah, Newcastle's another side. Seen to cop a lot of injuries, mm. like every single season. Much you know, like the West Tigers, Nathan. You can't think. Of, you can't think of a time when they had a good run, you know, injury-free run all the way through the season. Mm. Like some other clubs, you don't, you know, hardly get any key injuries. You know, so both of these sides are, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit injured. Darius Boyd in fucking horrific form at the moment. Shocking. I mean, that guy should be playing Reggie's, you know, for for whatever that Reggie's is in the context of Newcastle. Like whatever the park probably something his contract so that he playing for play some for, play for a side not coached by Wayne Bennett club side like not coached by Wayne Bennett yeah maybe maybe oh, this is really hard this could be a Vuvuzela of the of the round too and uh, look I'm going to go with the Knights based on the home thing with with zero zero confidence at all I mean I can't I couldn't at all tip Penrith for this game either but don't, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they got a win. St George Illawarra Dragons take on the Bulldogs it'll be the uh, Channel Nine game. On Sunday afternoon, so uh, live at 4pm on Channel 9 in standard definition. Is this the start of the undoing of the dogs? 
I'd like dragons. to say, I'd like to say, say so, but I, I just I can't see the Dragons really giving the Bulldogs too many troubles. I expect the uh, the Bulldogs to win by a lot more than what they have been recently. The bubbles burst for the Dragons. They had a promising start, a start that surprised everybody in football, probably surprised themselves as well. The bubbles burst now. Not only is the bubble burst, there was the balloons burst, and the balloons flown up in the air, done that thing when a balloon gets the air sucked out of it, and it's spinning around and around and around. Then it's gone down, landed in their open mouth, and now they're choking on the fucking bubble. It's burst, and the Dragons got nothing, and the doggies are going to win this one by a fucking thousand. Field goals. <laughs> Is that clear enough? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Monday Night Foot Bitch, Parramatta Eels take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. And when you get those three elements combined together, Parramatta plus Cronulla plus Monday Night Foot Bitch, what does it equal? Vuvuzela. This is going to be a fucking shocking game. What's on TV on Monday night? I know it's on TV on Monday night. I'll be able to watch Game of Thrones a couple of hours earlier than I would otherwise have watched it. Tip the Sharks. I... S- you fucking maniac. What are you talking about? Sorry. Let me just put retarded Glenn back into his box. <laughs> I'm going to tip the eels. Yeah, you and everybody else in the world. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think they'll, they'll just be too good. Their forwards play with way too much enthusiasm for the Sharks. Uh, they're playing at Paris Stadium where they grow a leg. And, um, Jared Hayne, Chris Sandow, I think they'll have a bit of a night out against the Sharks and win 13+. plus. Paul Gallen uh, playing his, his customary origin tune-up games where he comes back from injury to play and uh, make a cameo appearance for the Sharkies. Uh, yeah, there, I, there is, I can't see any way for the Sharks to win this. And if they do, I'll be incre- I'll be dumbfounded. This, I agree. This is, I just do not see them winning this game at all. So that's it. Wow, that's the round of football. Parramatta, 13+. plus. Rad Radra. Hat trick. Well, fucking let me look at this. As far as I go, you is know, he one, is, what a success rate I have for tipping Fijians for hat tricks. Is Rad Radra and Hopper Jr., are they going to be lining up against Blake Ashford and Bo Ryan? Because I tell you what, there's some punting value right in. <laughs> What's it going to pay for both of those guys to score two tries each? <laughs> You'd get good money. Probably a dollar ten. <laughs> Fucking Semi Radradra though, when he, if he's on if he's on Ashford and Ryan, oh, just ring the bell, ding ding ding, he might get five tries. He may get more. He might get a double hat trick. Can you imagine that? Jesus. If he, I'm going to go on record right now. If he does that, if he scores more than three tries in his game, his revelation season, shut the gate. The competition's over. I'd be inclined to agree with you there. <laughs> That is full time for episode 153. I can't believe we actually, this is a similar sort of length episode than what we normally, we must have spent all that time on, on Connie getting his dick sucked. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League and we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. So make sure you keep hitting that like button, sharing our posts and all that sort of thing, and throwing comments down below when we have our show posts as well. Always love the feedback, and who knows, you might get to hear your name on the show, followed by an avalanche of. Uh, Slander essentially come from Glenn and uh, <laughs> Jeez, that's a bit harsh. A crack, yeah, yeah. Every now and then, I'll you know, someone will fucking get my back up and I'll have to smack them down. But uh, we got two reviews this week uh, a new one, I believe, and an amended one, an updated one. Uh, 
the first one, Drew Nathan. If this is the first time he's reviewed the show, fuck me dead, he's late. Appreciate your review and everything, bro, but Jesus. First re- rule of Twill. Talk about Twill, five stars. Hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time reviewer. Just wanted to write and let everyone know these two men are amazing at delivering rugby league news, reviews, and previews. They're funny, intelligent, and incredibly vulgar, and I love every minute of it. If you haven't listened to them yet, you need to do yourself a favor and subscribe, then join the Twill Nation on Twitter and Facebook. It's like an instant friends list. Do it. Wow. That was a, what a pleasant review that was. It's in direct contrast to anything else he ever says to us. <laughs> and the next one, Pure League, five stars from Shane Aaron Elvis. He initially reviewed this be good. He reviewed us back in the day when he first started. And he sent us a tweet and said, look, I've redone the review. You know, I, did, I hadn't listened to you much when I did the first one. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a revised one now. It's easy to dismiss these two rogues for their use of profanity. However, it would be at your loss. Hiding between each use of the C-bomb are pearls of wisdom. As Nate and Glenn bounce well off each other and... And the banter flows as naturally as two guys in a pub reading the sports section of a newspaper. Where they truly excel is their real talk when it comes to more serious topics. Avoiding all the sensationalism you get from the tabloids, grounding their opinions with a sweet touch of compassion. One of the strongest strings on their bow is they've managed to unite a, a ragtag bunch of misfits under the umbrella of the Twill Nation, which functions well as an ever-present third host. Think WWE Universe, but less virgins, I think. If you love League and have a Twitter account, you'll have a wonderful year. Of, yeah. If you love League and have a Twitter account, you'll have a wonderful year of footy, regardless of your team's successes or failings. Sure, at first there's a lot of in jokes, but it doesn't take long to get into the swing of things. This is the podcast you deserve. Get stuck in. That's a magnificent review. That's, some, that's one of my favourite reviews ever. That's up there. You fucking say that every week, but yeah, but I mean it. This time oh, I mean it. I'm pretty sure. I'm the boy that's cried. Fucking love my favourite review. <laughs> I'm the boy that's required that's cried favourite review, but this this time I actually mean it. Um, look, that guy, he's a bit of a cock too, but um, I'm pretty sure he got his missus to write that review. <laughs> we didn't answer the question. Which Is he one? a fucking magician? Where did you, where did that come? Oh, I still don't I'm quite sure understand where that he came from. Said it to me. I don't know why I have this thing that I'm just going to meet him one day. And shortly before I glass him, he's going to pull like a bunch of flowers out from under, up from his sleeve. Yeah, and then coin, I'm going to glass Pull him. a coin out from one year or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look at this. I pulled a rabbit out of my ass. And then I'm just going to shove a bourbon glass in his face. Yeah. Because no, he's a cock. And all not, those nasty things he's always said to me. That's not going to happen. Maybe would, this was just like something that happened in a, in, in a sex dream you had about him or something. No, well, he's not nearly Polynesian enough. But um, I'm sure he's a magician. Shane, he, hook us up. Are you a magician? Are you available for kids' parties? <laughs> All right. It says entertainer, and I don't know if he's just using that term liberally because, you know, that homeless guy that listened to him once. Yeah. And threw him part of his cardboard box to fuck off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know where you got it from, and but I'm If he is a magician, here. I wish he'd make himself disappear because he's a cunt. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking Christ, you went in then, didn't you? Uh, tipping in fantasy, same as last week. Uh, the rep round obviously put a pause on that. And actually, Shane and Elvis, I believe he was on top of the table for tipping at that we point. disappear from that too. <laughs> and of course, with the shot, we're still Pull clearing a wooden out. spoon out your house and fuck off down the bottom. <laughs> now, we are still clearing out some old Revelation shirts. We've got Tigers in Decline shirts as well. And uh, let's face it, injury total left front suffering at the moment. That's more relevant than ever. They also tight, for goodness sake. Uh, and of course, membership still available. In every size at this stage, they so get on there and become a part of the uh, wonderful Twill Nation family. And that's it. That's all I got. 
I'm about to start the long trek home and listen to the dulcet tones of fuck knows what. The voices inside your heads. Yeah, probably. They all speak with Polynesian accents. <laughs> telling, you, telling you just, just to rest your head for a minute. It's all right. The car's got cruise control. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. autopilot. <laughs> you know, if you have the car on cruise control, it only controls the speed. It doesn't steer. <laughs> Wait, what? So, yeah. That's it. Thank you for listening. Try I appreciate each and every one of our listeners. Even to, the ones I call cunts. Try not to suck a dick on the on the drive home, Glenn. <laughs> There's only going to be one in the car, and it's not going to be particularly large, try, let me tell you. Try to keep your lips unwrapped around the gear stick. <laughs> Imagine if I posted... Everyone was saying, you know, oh, who hasn't sent a dick pic? Who hasn't sent a dick who pic? Who hasn't sent a who hasn't sent someone a dick pic? I'm like, well, I, for one, have never sent a picture I, of a dick. I, I, for one, have never sent a picture of a dick. I'm sorry, wait, is this some little sordid underworld that I'm stumbling onto? Like, I just... Could you imagine? Imagine if I just started doing it now and sent Nicola a picture of my dick. She'd be like, the fuck is that? You've taken that for someone else and then you fucking just sent it to me like, you know, What's as an afterthought. That? She's like, I've seen it before. It wasn't that impressive. And I don't need to see it again. Especially when I'm in a meeting and my phone's sitting on the table yeah. and it just flashes up. <laughs> and uh, since when have iPhone zooms been quite that effective? Yeah, there's no pixelation at all. It's incredible technology these days. It's amazing. It still looks tiny. Stop sending dick pics. How sad. You fucking dirty fuckers. <laughs> the end. Unless it's to Nathan. Hello at thisweekinleague.com. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, send them, send them there, and I'll forward them to your work. <laughs> oh, that could end badly. <laughs> Excellent. That's, anyway, that's it. We are out of here. Talk to you next You're not week. Not crap on for another two and a half minutes and crack two hours. Well, we when we only had four games to review. I know. What will we talk about? I don't know, dicks. We don't know. We don't, yeah, we don't. It's an hour. 57. Why is that? The, why? You got me all wrong. There's an, there's an hour fifty-seven of that already on there. I mean, come on now. I mean, not to mention like you know, countless hours and hours in the past. All right, let's call it a quit, then. All right then. See you next week. See you next week. We're not going to make two hours. <laughs> <laughs>